Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Cana Company. You and me on the radio. <laughs> Until noontime today. Are you ready? Good. Let's buckle up and do it together. Want to say good morning, good morning to all police and fire personnel, civil servants, healthcare employees, and good old number 41. All right. Are you ready? We got a full show today, by the way. And we're going to have a great time together, of course, but. We can't possibly do it without starting with our friend Peter J. Wiggins. Good morning, Mr. Wiggins. Good morning. Yabba dabba dee! Yabba dabba doo to you, too. What's happening, buddy? What's going Doing on? Good day. Doing good day, Dave. What's going on in Norton? Last night, the Norton Lancers girls varsity basketball team defeated the Mills Mohawks 41 to 35. Oh, 41. Love that number. Okay, what else? And last night, the North Lancers boys varsity basketball team lost a 60-59 decision in the Millet Mohawks and Millet. Uh-huh. All righty. And? and? And today I got the Wheaton-Emerson women's basketball game at 1 o'clock, and then Norton Mansfield ice hockey at 5.30 p.m. Mm, you know, we were just talking off here. We were talking about the Harlem Globetrotters, and they have female members now for the Globetrotters. Maybe Ooh. we got a... A couple of girls Ooh, from Norton. Yeah, we got a couple of the girls from Norton on the team. Maybe they could help out. Yeah. All righty. That'll be great. Well, listen, Shabbat Shalom, my pal. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Right, God bless shalom. you. Thank you. All thank right. You, I love you. See you later. Bye bye. There goes Peter J. Wiggins, keeping us abreast, pardon the word. I shouldn't say. <clears throat> keeping us, <clears throat> yeah, abreast of, uh, <laughs> of stuff happening in Norton. And uh, speaking of standing at attention, can I sit down now? Please, uh, thank please you. do. Uh, the mayor came in to, uh, you know, I have to stand at attention. You know how it goes. Good morning, Miss. Hey, Mayor. Dave. How are you? Hey, how Dave. You? Can I just say I love that you start your show with Peter. It, I love his energy and his excitement. Um, and I wish I could do a cock-a-doodle-doo like he does. But uh, what a great way to start the yeah. day. Well, he, Let's he, go. Yeah, 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 get started. Yeah, he, he changed it this morning to uh, yabba dabba do. Oh, was so, it? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I can if, do that one. I don't know if he's old enough to remember the original French Flynn so, uh, yeah. yeah. So I he, just love his excitement. You know, yeah. And if we had a theme for today when I was driving in, my theme for today's show is so much good. So ah. today I'm only going to focus on the good, Dave. Oh, oh, but you came it's, in here anyway. <laughs> I did. Well, I'm going to try to keep it on the positive. You can try to take me down, but I'm going to be focused no, on no, the no, no, so much me, good. Not me. I, if anything, I'd be on your side yeah. a, a little bit more vociferously, but I'm trying to be nice to, <laughs> to everybody. Because <laughs> you, you came in today with the, we're, we're going to be nice. We're going to yes, be nice. We're going to play nice. Yes. Yes. Uh, so what's the deal with you and Locust Valley? What's the Oh, problem? good question. Well, it's not the deal with me and Locust Valley. It's it's the city's long-standing desire and an interest to acquire that property. I mean, J- Judy Robbins, 30 years ago, I don't know if you were around, there was a, oh, yeah. the yeah. city was very much interested in acquiring the property, didn't have the funds at the time. Um, and we remain interested. As I mentioned, I just sent it down to the communication. When um, when the uh, Bork family acquired the property, um, one of the terms in the deed was a restriction to certain parts of it, pretty good chunks of it, that it only be used for a golf course or recreational purposes. And okay. that restriction was in place for, uh, what was it? I think it's 25 years. Um, but... There was also in the deed, so everybody knows this is not a surprise, right? In case somebody thinks I'm being cute, yep. I'm not. It's in the deed that yep. they that you know that when the property was sold, um, that there was a unilateral right for the city to extend that restriction for another 20 years. 
Um, and that's what I'm trying to do. Um, I think it's in the city's best interest to extend the restriction, to continue to limit the use of that property so that it's not developed. It's beautiful space. It contains and is adjacent to wetlands and, and um, conservation areas. And I want time. I, the city still wants to acquire it, and I've expressed that to the owner. Um, they're not necessarily ready to sell, and the city is not necessarily in a position to buy. So I'm extending the restrictions um, because I still want to have this conversation and hopefully acquire it at some point for the city. So mm -hmm. it's, it shouldn't be a surprise to folks who, are, who have been paying attention to the issue that the restrictions are there and that the city has the unilateral opportunity to extend them. So it's nothing cute here. Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm hoping the council agrees. I can tell you for sure a lot of residents agree with me. Yeah. I can tell you for sure that the desire to acquire that property has been contained for 20 plus years on the comprehensive plan, the open space and recreation plan, the capital improvement plan, um, and many other folks and residents in the city. So, mm. I'm, and I wanna do it now just to button them both up um, while we can again continue the conversation about moving forward. So that's it. All right. Yeah. No. Now the other, the other. Um, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to pick a fight here. I, I try. We're only I five minutes in on positive I, Saturday. I, I Dave, try so. to. I know. I try to get along with you know people like my landlord, and 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 as my former landlord, yeah. you evicted us from from the, oh, the building. Oh, Dave. And also, you could sell it. For a million dollars. No, we that, didn't. How, you had to leave because of the structural integrity of the building. Absolutely, I, absolutely. No, but and I'm wondering, was, yeah, you're I'm selling sorry. it for a million? A uh, million eighty. So All purchase right. and sale has not been signed. Right. Um, so just a little history, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. th that building has been underutilized for a long time. I mean, it, it was a school, and then it had other educational programs, and it had Christmas and for kids, and that was all good. But the city was not in the position to invest and put the funds in to maintain and upkeep. So when we had to go to you guys and say, look, it's not, you know, the building yeah, inspector yeah. said it's time to kind of not be oh, here absolutely. anymore. That yeah, was not, yeah. it was not I want people personal. real, I'm, I'm, I'm teasing oh. obviously about yeah. this, but uh, I, I mean, we knew way before any of this. Well, anyway. you were there and yeah. it's a beautiful building. Um, the city has, we've been trying to sell it for several years. As you may know, it was declared available for disposition by the council, uh, geez, I think it was 2019. Um, because a lot of folks went to that school and have a love for older buildings, they put a facade restriction on as a condition of any sale. We, the city put it out to three, uh, three times to bid uh, previously to no avail. I talked to Council Reynolds um, because she's the city property committee. When I first took office, I said to Council Reynolds, come with me. I want to take you to 135 County. Um, and I took around with the building inspector and I said, Council Reynolds, we have to do something. The city's not in the position to invest the money to bring this building mm -hmm. back. Can't do it. I said, and if it falls down, it's going to be really expensive to clean up. So I don't want to do that either. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> so, the question I had when I heard yeah. about the sale, uh, potential sale. Yeah. Uh, was how do you have anybody have a number uh, what it was going would, going to cost to renovate that into apartments? Well, uh, oh, good lord. Yeah. No. I mean, and that I guess remains to be seen, but. Um, so I, I, just to back up, I took Council Reynolds around, and I was at that point asking her to remove the facade restriction. I said, look, we tried. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. Can we drop it and sell it and let whatever's going to be be? She said, you know, she was adamant, like, give it one more time. So I did. So lo and behold, we got two great bids. Uh, we went with the Connolly and Partners for a million eight. Um, 
And if you've seen the plans, basically the whole building is going to be there, but for one corner area where I think it was a utilities. I forget what the back corner was. Back right. Yeah, yeah the back yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, what's really cool is under the current design, and again, right, these are very, you never know until you actually yes, get in there and start right, tearing right, stuff up. Right. Um, is I think that one or two classrooms is going gonna, is gonna to be like two apartments. So literally people are going to be living in what used to be the classrooms. Yeah. The facade will remain the same. They're going to bring it up to ADA compliance because they have to. Um, that was another problem we had was that oh, yeah. it was not accessible. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the renderings, if um, the renderings are available, if folks want to see them, um, but I'm really excited. I think it's a win-win for the city to have that property become something more useful and vital, and most importantly, something needed, which is housing, because it's what we call mixed-rate housing. So it'll accommodate people at various income levels. And importantly, we made a requirement that they accommodate low-income veterans, mm -hmm. um, which is a, a demographic, which I learned from our veteran service officer, which is uh, really looking hurting for housing right now. I'm excited, and we don't have to heat it. We were spending thousands uh. of dollars every year to heat an empty building. Yeah. Or mostly empty yeah. buildings. Yeah. So yeah, and the whole building. And it's a monster. Yeah, that we were, we were on like In two far, floors, yes, sort of, yeah. really one floor. Yeah. But, I mean, the third floor was yeah. warmer. Is yeah. warmer than, so the residents, you know. most people don't know that we've spent, oh, geez, I, I don't know how many multiple thousands of dollars. We might even be in the triple digits. Mm -hmm heating that building for the last several yeah, years. Yeah, the generosity of the city, by the way, and I mean, uh, to allow us to be in there for, you know, gratis, and it was yeah. it was really a great gift to the people we serve, you know, to be yeah. able to have a place. Um, now we're in... We're in, in the mall, yeah, how's that mall. going? We're doing really good. Good. The, uh, roof is leaking. Oh, oh. Like oh, but other than that, would do good. Oh, I didn't no, they had they have a they had a, they're going to be fixing it, but they had a problem. I think that's a great use of space. I I um yeah. Yeah. I think North Attleboro is being very creative. Although I know it's owned by a private owner, I, I believe the town is working with the owner of the mall. They're trying to get things. I had yeah. Mike Borg on, um, and I said to him, you know, I, this is what I've heard yeah. is going to happen, and I listed three or four things, yeah. and he said none of that oh. stuff. Oh. it's it's all. It's all room. And I said, well, where did this stuff yeah. come from? He said, potential developers oh. put the word out yeah. and start and trying yeah. to, you know, get public interest ah. in it. Because uh, they were talking about putting a, um, a market at the other end yeah. or far yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, they were going to do that. They were going to do this and that. You could build a city. That's the fascinating thing about a mall. There are some... Places where they're turning malls into basic, um, what's what I'm looking for, Dave? Like, yeah, yeah. like mini cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You put yeah, housing right. in there and yep, shops, yep. which is fascinating. Yeah. Um, but again, think about knocking that building down. Like, the, what a no, waste. No, you, you know, you, you, somewhere in between this and that is going to happen. But it's exciting. It's really so I'm interesting. Glad. It's, it, there's another place that's helped us because you can just pull up. You've been there. Yeah. You just pull yes, up and yeah. just walk straight in. Yeah. Uh, and we have carts and stuff for the stuff we need to yeah. have done. And it's just saved so much. Uh, I used to say to my wife when I worked uh, yeah. Christmas, I'd say, I'm getting exercise. I'm working. Yeah. I'm doing those stairs. Blah, blah, oh, blah. The sta yes, I, and yeah. now the stairs are all gone. And she said, okay, you got to start walking again. Yeah. So <laughs> You can do the loops around the mall. But that, I'm, I'm yeah, glad that, yeah. um, you know, Christmas is for kids landed on its feet. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm sorry that you had to leave 135 County, but I, I think totally it sounds like you uh, listen, understand. Listen, we, we, yeah. we, yeah. we didn't need you to tell us yeah. that we had to get out. We were saying we got to get out of here because yeah. we, you know, 
we know yeah. about realism. Yeah. And and yeah. so we were just trying to find a place. Yeah. And uh, and but you, you know I'm very pleased with uh, yeah. having that opportunity for that long. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was great. I, yeah well, and I'm dying to see what happens with. Uh, with the new building. Well, we'll it's going to be a little while. So oh, we yeah, haven't, yeah. the council just approved it on Tuesday. The next thing that will happen is the city, uh, I sign the purchase and sale, um, and then we'll proceed from there. But it's going to take a while. It's, it's a big Somebody project. said to me, somebody in the town, in the city that's got some knowledge, mm-hmm. said to me, one of the things they could have done with this uh, yeah. facade restriction, is it for the entire building or just the front? Well, that's an interesting question because it wasn't defined. As they talked about, yes. well, leave the facade in the front Ordinarily and then rebuild yes, or, yes, or yes. You, you can go after everything else. Yes. So the and word so facade was not defined, um, and I don't, I'd have to go back and watch the council meetings at which we discussed it because uh, I, I, I might have been on the council at that time. I can't remember. Mm. So it was a facade restriction. Um, I would have thought a reasonable interpretation is to think just the front. But when you think about the building, how the heck would that have happened? So in this instance, it is 97% of the building, but for that back part, which I don't even think was original. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. So the current plans are that the whole original structure of the building is staying. Okay. Um, but, but to your point, it wasn't defined anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. It was just facade. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. But if you think about it, there's no way they could have. I don't know how they would have detached and just left the front and not do the rest of it. But I'm not an engineer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the moment, it's the whole building. So when yeah. you drive by, yeah. it'll look very much the same. There'll be new windows and and and, and you know obviously the property will be maintained and other things. But it's going to mm. be the building that people. One used of to the see. ideas I had at one time when we were talking yeah. about, I was saying well, maybe we could take this place. You know, who knows? Yeah. And uh, one of the things you know that. Uh, as you look at the building on the left, is that uh, decline? Yes, on the, yeah. Is to put up walls and make it a parking area. Yep. Fill it all in and, and making parking. That would be expensive, that. but yes. Yeah, yeah like, it would be. But I mean, yeah. that was one of the things because we didn't have any parking. Yeah. yeah Thanks yeah. to the city again, who looked the other way <laughs> during yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for people, giving us a shout out. We get a lot of knocks. Of people but, you know, parked yeah. on the sidewalk and yes, on the grass yeah. and everything else, trying to, to get this stuff done. Yeah. Uh, very big. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. No, it's exciting news. <coughs> 135 County is a big deal. And and a, an added bonus is that the proceeds are going to go to the uh, debt from the high school, the new high school, Good. which was promised when the money was borrowed um, that the proceeds, if any, would go to that. So, hey, look, I'm happy. We may, I'm happy for many ways um, because there were some folks who were willing and ready to give the building away and just get it off the city dime. But I wanted to take a shot to see if we could get something we got a million dollars for that building, baby. Excellent, um, excellent. And, and we're going to get a whole brand new apartment building. So it is a win, win, win. And I, uh, it cannot happen fast enough, in my opinion. I'm yeah. super excited. And what a great location. Yeah. I mean, you I can mean, walk to downtown. Yeah, you can yeah. walk to the train station. Yeah. Um, yeah it's really, going to be great. Really cool, I'm so yeah. excited about that project. Yeah, it looks very, very cool. There's a couple of great. other things coming. Um, and I said this when I was running that it feels like Attleboro is just, we're, we're close to good things happening. Um, what was the word i looking for? Oh, my God. There's a book by, um, oh, my God. I had a phrase, Dave, that I can't remember. It'll come to All me. Right, but okay. there's a couple of other big projects. I'm pushing hard. 
the transit-oriented development district, transit-oriented district, is down near the train station. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you've been around long enough to know what that used to look like. Yep. And it was the yep. old DPW yard and the city and the ARA, the Attleboro Redevelopment Authority, cleaned it up. And we have Julie Robbins Way, and it's lovely. The last part of that is to develop the piece, the strip of land that is adjacent to the train, the, tr- the parking lot. Yep. Um, and it's owned by the ARA. There are some issues there, but we're working, they're working with the MBTA to, I won't bore you, but to, to do what they call a land swap. And once that is completed, that whole lovely strip of land is going to go for sale. Oh. And that is going to be, I, I forget how many acres the area is, but the bottom floor will be commercial buildings. Upper couple of floors are going to be housing it is going to be a huge piece of the downtown and a long time coming. Now, how do we how do we make money, in this town, a city? Excuse me, make money um, with apartments. I well, mean, I mean, you don't necessarily. How but did, uh, yeah, that's yeah. why I want to well, know the property the value, services, but yep. the police services, health services. Yep, yep, yep. And that that's a burden on them. It is. How yep. does how does the city make money from? Well, first of all, you're going to be able to tax the property much much greater than you can right now, right? So when you put the commercial and residential there, the value of that property goes up, so the property taxes go up. Okay. So as you know, the city is, is relies on property taxes a great deal. So mm. that's awesome. But yes, so property apartments versus home ownership is a little bit different. But don't forget, you also have people who are living in the city and spending money in city businesses. So there is a return. You know what I mean? Is it as direct... As property taxes, no, but there is still value in having people here spending money in local shops um, and and, and being involved and bringing more life to the city. But predominantly, it's the increase in property value and the property taxes that it will yield. I'm just so excited about it. Well, well, you should be. I mean, it's big. It's it's really doing well for you. This whole well, this has been a long time coming. This was Mayor Robbins, Mayor Dumas, Mayor Haro. Yeah, yeah. um, And I'm hoping. That we can that property will be up for sale around the summer, um, and again, it takes time, right, to make these things happen. But there, we're moving, and that is huge because it's like a donut hole in the city right now. That is just waiting to become what it can be, uh, and we're getting closer to that. So I'm super excited. Yeah. Um, what else is going on, Dave? Um, what else is going on? Uh, let me think, Dave. Several well, things. How, um, how are you? How yes. are you feeling? Um, good. Why? What are you doing? Well, <laughs> no, I feel I mean, great. Knock on wood. No, but I mean, I mean, this is a, this is a tiring, especially the way you're doing it. It's a very tiring gig. Oh, I'm going hard, uh, babe. I yeah, go hard. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, that's my personality, for better or worse. When yeah, um, I go deep. I am doing well. I really enjoy the work. My two complaints, observations, yeah. would be there's not enough time of the day, and I could use a little. I, I could probably use another staff person, and I love my staff. That is not a knock at all, but they're all working their butts yeah. off. They have the same number of hours you have. They're all working the their stuff. butts off, yeah, but yeah. sometimes I could just <clears throat> use a little bit of help to move some stuff that I want to move. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am doing well. I like it. I Somehow I've avoided a lot of the illnesses that are going around. Um, yeah, I like it. I'm doing well. So it's working I'd well. Like a it's help, a good match but, for you. Yeah. Personally, it is. I mean, it's a good, you're, yeah. you're glad you did. Yeah, this. and I like, um, you know, selfishly, I, I like that I have to, I, I'm very open to learning. I learn new things every day, mm-hmm. uh, solving problems. Um, I think it plays to several skill sets that I have. But what I'm completely amazed at, and I might have said this last time, 
is that everything I've done before is coming into play. And that is a beautiful thing. The people that I've met along the way, the organizations I've worked with, the work that I've done, my education, my experience, the person that I am. You know a guy. You, well, I know a guy, done. I know a yeah. girl. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just but saying, I understand, there's just yeah. some, everything I've done, I'm using. Yeah. And it's, it's, it sounds corny, but it's, it's beautiful. And yeah. I'm, yeah. some days I'm like, yeah. So I'm coming at things in a different way than other folks have, but of course they would bring their own experiences. But um, I think mine are kind of uniquely aligned to this moment in time. It's like Churchill. Winston Churchill, at any other point in English, uh, Britain's history, probably would not have been a very good prime minister. But it's about being the right person at the right time and not to be totally obnoxious. Yep, but I happen yep, to think, yep. I, I'm feeling like I, everything is aligning. Everything I've done and seen and met and people I've met is helping me right now to get through this moment because there is a lot going on in the city. A lot of it's good. Some of it is going to be expensive. Um, mm-hmm. We have some major improvements coming down the pike in terms of our inf- infrastructure and wa- water and wastewater. But um, I'm bringing everything I can um, to all of these issues, good and, and otherwise. So I'm doing well to answer your question. Good, good, good. I just want to check yeah. in before, you know, before, as we yeah, move no, on. Yeah, no, thank you, Dave. Yeah. It's important because uh, your, your own psyche yes. uh, in a job is, is important for because there's times you can say to yourself, oh, I'm not bothering with that. I'm too tired. But you're feeling good. That's I do. Good. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, again, I happen to, <coughs> I happen to go hard. Uh, that's how I go. But I am doing well. However, there are days I have to realize it's a long game. <clears throat> as much as I want to solve everything in a day or two, it's a long game, right? This is a city. It's like, it's like a tanker. It takes a long time yeah. to turn that thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to sometimes <laughs> just slow thing. my roll and... And yeah, step yeah. back, um, but it's. You really think that's fun. one of the things you're getting from this, and learning to be a little bit more patient, having yes, to. Yes, I be have patient, to. I have no right? choice, even if I yeah. didn't want to. I. It is frustrating sometimes that government moves slowly. Um, it's just the nature of the beast. Sometimes mm-hmm. I understand why that is. Other times, it mm-hmm. just seems unnecessary to mm-hmm. me. But and I don't mean local government. I mean just government sure, in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I can only do what I can do. Yeah. At the end of the day, I can do what I can do, and then at some point, it's out of my hands. So, but I try to do everything I can to put the city in the best position. And then, for example, with the council, like I send, I send items down to them. I go out of my way to explain the import of the items, my reasoning. But that's all I can do. Then it's eleven people who each have a vote, and I, you know. I can't, I can't control them. They're always welcome to reach out to me with questions or my staff, but I have to let it go. I can yeah. only, right? I have to let it go, send it down, and hope that they agree. Um, so, Well, we, we'll see. Hi, you're on the radio. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Mayor. How are you? Good morning, Tom. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. Um, I don't mean to, you know, Say anything negative. Yeah. You sound great. You're both lots of great information. When they start off like I, that, you know something's coming. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> yeah, something's coming from yeah, me, yeah. Milk yeah. Toast Tom, right. Uh, yeah. um, I just wanted to ask yeah. the mayor, um, the topic is the zoo. Uh, we had a zoo director retire. Yep. We found out that it's deeply in debt. The city has done a lot. They've got some grants. Um, my point is that Brenda Young was there for many, many, many years. Yes, she had a very high salary. The new director 
Mr. John Wright. I interviewed him just uh, a couple of weeks ago on the radio. Great mm-hmm. guy, lots of experience, mm-hmm. certainly with zoos as a director. What's the question, why, Tom? What, why was Brenda let go? I mean, it, that's a harsh way to say you had a meeting with her. Can you share in what transpired there and... You know, was there any other option for her other than what? Yeah, Tom, I'm not going to answer that. That's a personnel decision. It's not appropriate. So I'm not going to answer that question. But, um, you know, my goal is to the zoo is an important part of the city. And I'm doing everything I can to position the zoo for its next hundred years future. But I'm not going to discuss a personnel issue. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I know that one of the employees there said that they had nothing to do. She, yeah. she doesn't want to discuss yeah. that topic, okay? Well, I, okay. Sorry, I Tom. It wouldn't be it. fair and appropriate. I, I wouldn't. Okay. It, yeah. All right. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Tom. Rafferty, one of our peoples here. Yeah. Uh, 508-222-1320, by the way, if you'd like to uh, hop on the line and uh, <clears> ask <throat> your question of the mayor. Uh, not that I asked her if it was okay, but I know she does. She's ready. So I have a list. Can I go to my list? Of, oh, absolutely. Of am, positive... I, am I on the top of this list, too? No. Oh, frankly, okay. no, because it's so much good positive oh. Saturday, oh, okay. so well, I should I be doing most of the talking. Number oh. one, you may have heard about the city's partnership with the school department on a, um, on a um, what's what I'm looking for, a program called the William James College Interface Referral Service. Did you see those headlines? Yeah, I know. So, okay, so one of the things well, that... you told me I couldn't talk. I shut so, my mic okay, off. Okay, yes, Go please ahead. sit there quietly. One of the things that's been important to me personally and professionally is mental health. Um, for a long time, when I got to be mayor, I also had to create a plan for the city's opioid settlement funds. I think we've discussed those before from the class action sh- suits uh, that the Commonwealth was involved in. So there's an overlap to some degree between mental health and addiction. So an opportunity came to partner with the schools on this program called the William James College Interface Referral Service. And what it is, is it's not a counselor directly, but if a resident and any resident who lives in Attleboro, any Attleboro public school student um, can reach out to this service, you make a phone call. If you need some kind of counseling, there are clinicians who do an initial screening And there are various kinds of counselors, as you may know, right? Different specialties. Um, The person on the phone will find out some information about you and your situation and find a counselor in the area who is is taking clients. Mm -hmm. Um, And they will arrange um, basically an introduction and an appointment for you. So it makes it easier for someone, particularly someone who's maybe never reached out. And I making that first call can be really hard for some folks. so the service is to help um, people make the call and then to help them find counselors in the area. So it's super exciting. We're splitting the cost with the school. I'm using the opioid settlement funds for the city side. Um, but it's really exciting. It won't solve every problem. But if someone picks up the phone because we have this service, if they pick up the phone to get help, then that'll be a success. So I'm this excited is a, about This that. is a, a, a callback for me to to the concern that I had about the health department. Yes. Uh, when yeah, I'm working trying, on that. When yes. someone was trying to get get assistance, and, yeah. uh, and we could say, well, you know, Monday through Friday, you can go from 9 to 4, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so this kind of is a way to this is part also of, address that, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so there are hours of service. This is not, a, I should 
say, I should have said right out of the gate, this is not an emergency number. If right. someone is right. feeling suicidal or feeling like they're a danger to themselves or others, they should call 911, they should call their doctor, go to the hospital. This is not that. Um, but it's a step in the right direction of giving folks more resources um, when they're looking for help. And having had to, you know, if you have to make these calls, they're hard. They can be really hard. Admitting that you or someone you love may need help is not easy. It's really scary. So if this makes it easier for folks, that's awesome. But in terms of your other question, um, with the opioid settlement funds, I have budgeted for a social worker, um, which I think the city needs for several reasons. Um, We used to have one years ago. So I hope in the next budget to hire uh, a social worker to work in and with the city uh, and do community outreach and education. So I'm we need one. Yeah, the, uh, the problem that I had with all that was that was someone calls the, quote, health, end quote, department, yes, yeah. and I got that kind of foolish response. That's what I was upset well, about. Well, Dave, I, but let me, again, so there, are, you know, this it's not a 24-hour operation barring an emergency, and they're not social workers. I, we have a nurse. Well, She's I not didn't a ask anybody, worker. but I didn't ask anybody to do anything. I asked somebody to tell me where I could get somebody yeah. who could do something. That's where I okay. Well, that's out. fair, but I just want to make sure we do have a nurse. We have a public health nurse, Allison Brum, who does a great job, but that's not a social worker. Um, but I am working to get a social worker in the city, so... Perhaps if we talk in six months from now, we'll have a person that you can bring into because I, I think it's time um, that we have that person. So I'm looking forward to doing okay, that. Good. So William James Interface is one bit of positive news. The second okay. item on my list is the Winterfest next Saturday, a week from today, oh. is the 17th, right? What's it is. Yep. So our annual downtown Winterfest celebration kicks off from 430 to 730. Um, I've been working with the team uh, of staff members and um the Attleboro Arts Museum, Mim Fawcett, and Nancy Young from Attleboro Jewelers. Um, why doesn't she? Why doesn't she mind her own business? A woman is in everything. Nancy, Nancy Young. What? Oh, she gets on my nerves. You are Every not serious. Every time you want something, oh, here she comes. Oh, I can do that for you. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, guess, how? Yeah. Oh my Nancy's lord, Nancy, give me a break. <laughs> Nancy's awesome. Um, so we've been working. The Winterfest is going to be great. There is so much free stuff. I uh, mean, it's actually. When you read the list of all free of these stuff, the, the free activities and, uh, uh, yeah, and yeah, art, great, great. the only thing I think you have to pay for is if you want to buy food at the food trucks or yep, the food yep. that is there. But um, and where's it going to be? Right, right down the street from you. Oh, right great. down the street, right, right okay, around the Arts right. Museum, yep, City yep. Hall, and that general vicinity. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's always a popular event. We've changed a couple things up this year, but that is super exciting. So fingers crossed for good weather. And that people come out, as I'm sure they will. But that's it's a really fun night, and there's a lot of stuff to do. You know, when people say the city doesn't do events, mm. well, here's one, and you yeah. can literally come and not is spend a dime. You said a fun night. What, what is it's 4.30 to 7.30. 4.30 So it's not terribly okay. late. There's yeah. a bonfire. Um, it, it's awesome. I'm super excited to uh, have that coming up next week, 4.30, 7.30 downtown. Mm-hmm. Um Today, last week, I bought my uh, the South Attleboro Lions, as you know, have started their Have Heart co- campaign. With yeah, the, Jesse's going to be on the next uh, hour to talk about it. Oh, good. It. Then yeah. I'm just going to give him a promotion. I went, yeah. I think I went last week to Capron because they're going to be at Capron Park every Saturday uh, from 10 to 4 for the next few weeks. Of, actually, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I bought two. They have the heart signs, and then they have be kind signs. So I bought one of each, and they're at City Hall, great, right outside the front great, door. Great. Um, so I love seeing those signs. That's a great way to raise funds. Um, and I have asked the, speaking about the city council, 
Um, I've sent down a request to the council um, asking them and telling them that the city needs a diversity committee. Um, I have been contacted by several residents and groups mm -hmm. that it's time that the city have one to promote. Now, what, is that, what does that do? What, if somebody yeah, listening question. to a diversity committee, yeah. what I is know, that, I know the word. Uh, we, we, yeah, I know. Yeah. A diversity committee is about getting people of all different kinds, right? All, uh, diverse in every and always to try to get those folks more involved and engaged in the city and for the city to be more involved and engaged with them, right? Mm -hmm. um, we need more people to be involved across the board. I would love to see more diverse people involved, particularly in government. Um, but part of that is welcoming people and embracing them and uh, reaching out to them and having events at which they feel welcome and supported. And so it's that. It's just a, it's an invitation and a celebration. It is not political anyway, but it's about reaching out to people and saying, hey, what are you about? What's important to you? What kind of things are fun um, and important to you? And, and going from there. So it really is kind of that simple, but also really important. So I've asked the council to adopt an ordinance to create the, the diversity committee. There's a public hearing on February 20th. Um, and I know there are several groups going to go speak in support of it. Um, Attleboro is a growing and increasingly diverse city. We want, it's in our best interest to have more folks involved across the board in all ways. That's what this is. Mm. It's that simple. Well, it's about time that, um, well, not about time. I mean, yeah. we, we should have been doing this since the beginning of the country. Uh, and most people seem to buy into that. Well, yeah. I say most. Well, uh, I mean, look, some people would say, well, what do you need it for, right? People can get involved. Yeah, you're right. They can get involved if they want to. But what about if people don't know? This is just making it more welcoming and easier. Not, it's not what I'm looking for because I know there are some people we don't need it. Well, and since we... Oh, somebody, I wish maybe we... I don't know that even need is the... <laughs> is the right word I would use. I think it's an asset. I think it's a yeah. plus. I wouldn't look at it as a need. I think it's a bonus. I think it's a good thing to have. Hi, you're on the radio. Hello. Dave, you look great on television the last time I saw you on Studio 10. Okay, thank you. You know who this is? I don't. The, oh, I know. friend Jeffrey Heap from... Uh, oh, know. Jeffrey. One and only. There he is. What's up, baby? What can I help yeah, you with? You look great there, baby. Thank yeah. you. I didn't know you knew Mario Hilario. I didn't know. I oh, was we're old pals. Talent agent was. All right. So what's oh, up? Shit. What would you call anyways, for? Yeah. Uh, the mayor. Good morning, mayor. And I. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Uh, anyways, the last cycle budget that we had, uh, did we add any good police and fire in that last cycle, uh, last uh, city budget cycle? Did we add any? Yes. Um. What do you mean, Jeff? I don't understand. Do we? No. 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 Did we hire any new police or fire? That's what I should have said. I no. Our goal in the last budget cycle, Jeff, we had a problem with retention. Oh, is that what it was? The, oh, the I, problem I that. was that people, well, look, okay, there's a couple of things, right? Um, during the pandemic, and, and, and uh, there's a lot of folks who, um, for a while, kind of weren't interested in working in a police department for several reasons. Um, uh -huh. So... We had a problem attracting new officers to the police okay. and law enforcement and then keeping them because it's because of the um, shortage, if you will, of folks who are interested. People Was could, there retirements involved in it also? Well, yeah, people retire, but you could also make more money in other municipalities. So what we did last year and last year's budget is to make Attleboro a little bit more competitive okay. in how we pay our public safety professionals so that they come and they stay. Uh, okay. So that was our immediate goal, not to add, but to keep what we have. And I think we've actually had some success with that. 
No, we why I ask is uh, recently I saw an article, it was in the Along the Way page, and there was a, a transfer from, I think it was in Foxborough or something. Actually, he transferred. He, I guess he worked in Attleboro at once, I mm-hmm. remember seeing. And he also entered for Homeland Security or something. Yeah. I, I remember reading in one of the articles I when I get the paper here all the time <laughs> here at the house. And uh, it's just interesting that uh, other municipalities, like you were just saying, try to attract law enforcement or fire police, yeah. state police, or just corrections or whatever in general, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and other police, uh, you know, law enforcement in general all over the country. I wish they could keep it more like in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Hampshire, whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, we made, uh, I wish they could keep them locally and, you know, buying houses here or well, whatever. That's what we're trying to do, but you have, oh, to, you have to compensate people fairly, right? You have to pay professionals uh-huh. like professionals. And also, uh-huh. we just we need to encourage more young people to get into policing and public safety because it's really ever think, important let me work. Ask you this, do the flip side. Did you ever think like a job fair or something like that? Yeah we, yeah, we do job fairs. Police and fire go out. I think they went to the high school. We're going to be doing some stuff this summer uh-huh. uh, to do some recruitment at the farmer's market. So. Oh, that's terrific. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. All right. Thanks so much, right, Jeff, for your call. Appreciate uh, it. Make yeah. sure uh, when, I, when I see you the next time, I'll make sure to wave through the TV. There you go. I'll wave back at you. Okay, buddy. There goes Jeff Heap. Uh, the guy's been around since yes, I know Jesus Jeff. was a boy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So you, uh, how do you deal personally now yeah, when you're out with people come up to you and they say, have you ever thought about doing this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you think, hello. <laughs> well, that's funny, right? And, and I used to do that myself, too. You yeah, know, when you yeah, don't know, yeah. you don't know. So I remember I would pepper Mayor Haro. <laughs> I have a, quite a few emails to the former mayor. Can we do this? Can we do that? You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I've been on the other side of that. Um, I, I mean, I'm open. Look, if someone's got a good idea, I'm open to it. Sure. Um, but people don't know what they don't know sometimes about what you can and can't do in government and how long it might take, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope that when I talk to people, I, uh, I respond accordingly and respectfully because I appreciate, number one, that they care. Let's start there, right? Yeah, so many absolutely. Because so many people yep. don't care. Yep. And I will, if there's something I can take from their idea and use, I will. Um, sometimes yes, I may yes. just ex- explain why that's not possible, you know. Sometimes in those conversations, yeah. it's funny, and I've had them for other things, and they're coming up and talking about apples, and yeah. oh, it yeah. gives you a terrific idea for oranges. Agreed. You know, it's agreed. like you go, yeah. oh, no, but yeah. you know, that, that would be great to do over here, right? Yeah, I, I agree. That's what I mean. Sometimes people actually have good ideas because they're, they have a different perspective than, than mm-hmm. I do, right? Yeah, so yeah. I am totally open to good ideas. But there is sometimes some education involved, and I don't mean that in a dismissive or derogatory yeah, way. Yeah. Just because government doesn't operate like any other creature. You right. know what I mean? What we can do and how long right. it takes to do it and what we pay is a whole different world. Um, but, yeah, people will okay, – why can't we just do this? Um, and so I just have to kind of explain why we can't or what I'm actually already doing, why we – you know, why it may take longer than they want. Um, I probably have to do a better job of letting people know what I'm doing. I am, I'm so hard and busy doing what I'm doing. I'm not really great at people telling it, telling everybody what I'm doing. Um, I don't, I just don't know. I don't really have the time to write a diary. I, I don't, but I, I probably should let people know more of what's going on every day. Um, but some people would want to know that other people would just say, tell me when it's done. 
Yeah, you know, show no. me when it's over. Well, but this, this diary over. concept, for instance, yeah. you know, I mean, I think it's, I hope you're writing down all of these things. Uh, and having some yeah. notes and interactions could yeah. make a great book, you know. It is very it would interesting. make a great book. Dave, I don't, I don't have the time. I'm not. And when I look back on the last year. No, I mean when they vote you out. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. It is. I, you know, I, I wish right. it is a fascinating story to tell. Yeah. The difference is the difference in being on one side of the desk and the other. It's fascinating. I, I, like I told you, I remember the first day I showed up, I sat on the other side of the desk, and I realized, holy crap, like this is a job. Yeah. You're so focused in the election on saying the right thing, and it's words. And then you sit down and you realize, oh, crap. <laughs> Here I, am. I have yeah. to do the job you know, now. I had, I had a very similar situation when I was just a kid. I was in my 20s, and I was the... Uh, hired as the uh, promotional yeah. marketing manager for Warwick Mall. Yeah. And um, that day that I finally came in and da da da, I got and sat in my yeah. desk. Yeah. And I remember the phrase still in my head Dave, there's down from here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because yeah, before, it, yeah. in my career, I was young, yeah. and you come up, and you know, you get higher and higher, you get this. Yeah. Suddenly, I just like you, behind yeah. the desk, and the thought came to me, you know, Dave, this down from here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I knew it was a job, obviously, but just the sheer weight of it and all of that, I just, in that first day, I was like, wow, now I got to do the job. And it's turned out to be probably, I told my mother yesterday when I was driving home at seven o'clock. <laughs> I'm working harder now, Dave, than I ever have in my life, which is sure. funny because most people are starting to, hey, I'm going to ease up on some stuff. Nope. This girl's going hard. Now, did you, did you, was your mother really stunned that you became the mayor? Oh, my mother's Tell me about that. She got a kick out of it in the beginning. Um, you know, you were running. I'm the mother yeah. of the mayor. I'm the, yeah, yeah. I, she oh, would I answer know. her phone. Hello, this is the mother of the mayor. Yeah. Now, She's not that impressed. Um, you yeah. know, and I will say, uh, first of all, my mother's eighty, going to be 84 this month. Good. God um, bless her. So, um, she, so she's at a different point in her life. But she has always, to her credit, she has always consistently said, it's not what you do, it's who you are. Titles never really impressed my mother. We didn't come from a whole lot, you know, single-parent family. My father was an alcoholic. We were a broken home, and there weren't a lot of expectations. Um but she never put value on your title because there's a lot of people with the title, Dave, as you know, who are complete jerks. So my mother is always very much valued more. Who are you? What's your character? So she got a kick out of it. You know, we had a few laughs. Now it's just a job to her. Sure, so yeah, yeah. Every now and then she'd call me and say, I saw you on the news. But to, yeah, now she just cares about who we are. Yeah, not yeah. what we well, do. And my brother and my sister are yeah. equally successful, equally smart good people and we've done great things but that she just wants to know that we're good people that's what matters most to her hi you're on the radio hello yes hello dave and uh and mayor de simone how are you all doing good today? morning ellen how are you i'm doing okay i wanted to first ask you because i i i didn't catch on the locust property because yeah. you know i'm a greenie and open space is key yes i i took a deep breath when i heard you had time does the the city get first refusal on that large parcel? No. Is that what you don't get first? No. Oh, okay. Nope. 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 So, so there's no guarantee. It's just that you have the ability to work with the owners. I'm trying to look. I and I I have yeah. It's the Bork family, and 
it's their property. Uh, but yeah, what? Yes, I'm in. I'm talking. They know that they know the city wants to buy that property. We've wanted to buy it for a long time. So, I'm hoping at some point, yeah, that that's going to be possible. So yes, oh, but there is no right of okay. there is no right of first refusal. So it's just a matter of having the conversation, finding funding. Um, yes. Does that make sense? Well, there's so many people yeah. interested. I think you would have no trouble doing fundraisers or whatever or yeah. getting the word out. Yep. I just, because, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm yeah. sorry. All right. Good. Need, Do you have something? keep the open space. Yes. One other thing. Yeah. A friend sent me an article about the high school and the vertical growing. Can you expand on what's going on there? Oh, the way I understand it, it's like a trailer. It's um, geez, what do they call it? It's uh, it's like a trailer. Hydroponic. Hydro- stuff maybe it is hydroponic, but it's all grown in this trailer. Yeah. It's not yeah. like it's gonna. It's not. Uh, so it's I'm, all of the students yes, are vertically yes, yes. growing. If you yes, you know, in too. a high school, right? Yeah. So from what I understand, Ellen, it's basically essentially like a trailer that they pull up, and inside it will be the garden. And I forget the name of the growing. Maybe it is hydroponic, but the yield. It's going to be able to yield quite a bit in terms of fruits and vegetables enough where they think they'll be able to donate it. Um, to local food pantry, so it's pretty exciting stuff, and you know. So they're growing for the high school first, yes. And then, yes, and, and, <clears throat> okay, and, and there should be enough left over because apparently, because you have so much control over the um, what's our atmospheric, I guess, or the the conditions of growing, that the yield is going to be yeah. much higher. So it's pretty exciting, and you might have seen on Facebook. I guess they poured the pad or are getting ready for this trailer. Essentially, to well, be we uh, dropped by, yeah. And I saw something going on, and then my friend Jackie sent me this article, and I yeah. went, "Oh my gosh, that must be it." Yep. And because yeah. uh, I hope to work with uh, the kids at a local, uh, the Richards Reservation, and work on outdoor growing. But you know, you have a lot of things you're dealing with with environment and critters, and but that is exciting. And I think, if I remember right, a few years ago, Foxborough was donated from Patriot Place Towers, similar. Yeah. And they grow <clears throat> all the food for the kids in the, all the greens and food for the kids in the high school. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I mean, there's so much on today's theme of so much good. There is so much good at the high school. Ellen, have you been there? Have you have you been inside the new school? Yes, because okay. I've been to some, some of the events. Yes. And, uh, and the inauguration, which was the most recent. Yes, yeah. there is so much good, and they're still, they still are not everything they're going to be. You know, I think they just started the, um, oh my God, like the hair salon. Um, so some of the programs that were intended are just beginning to come into fruition. Um, so it's exciting to see them, and the indoor, the, the, the trailer gardening, or whatever the concept that I'm not explaining very well. Um, good stuff is still coming down the pike for the high school. So uh, I meet with the principal and the superintendent, and there's a lot, a lot of good stuff coming. It's awesome. Well, that is a great project that they've, they're they bringing in and teaching kids how to grow good food. And you can do all the hydroponics organically, too. You just don't have to deal with pests and any of that. So right. that's really great. Yep. Yes, it's very exciting. So stay tuned. I'm just I'm trying to find more information because I'm I'm not doing it justice. So you caught me off guard, Ellen. But uh, if oh, I find more info, well, I, I will send it to you. Okay. Like it's just happening. So yep. I just was sent the article the other day. So and thanks for everything you do. I know the do- job I'm sure is daunting, but you do a great job. Oh, thank so, you, thank Ellen. You so much. I appreciate that, Ellen. Have a good day. Right. And thanks, Dave. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> but I know that. Isn't it nice to get a little report card there? Yes, it's very nice. And people are, I, look, people are pretty good to me. They're at least, 
People are very nice to me. I get compliments, and but it, you know, I think people get it. They're giving me time. They're like, okay, yeah. let's see what she can do, right? So it takes a little while. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing at the high school with the trailer. It's, it's uh, if you go to Disney World, we when we go down to Disney World, yeah. we always take a ride in a little ride called the Land. And it's just oh, a yeah, little yeah, boat yeah. that goes yeah. through. Yep. And all the hydroponics, and yes. it shows you yeah. all of the stuff that you can do yeah. and control. So maybe that's... Um, it's an they, indoor they, growing you know, environment. It's really yes. cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. And again, uh, they, they still have more good <coughs> stuff coming online. The high school... Have you been there? No. we got to get you a tour. You know well, people. Well, I, I, know, I know nobody. <laughs> you know a lot of people. Any one of whom yeah. can get you a tour. I right? haven't been inside yet. No. I oh. Know, yeah, I was... Oh. Um, but but I'm, I'm looking maybe you could do a show it. from there one day. Absolutely, because Dave, they have a whole Absolutely. studio. You sure. you got to see their studio over there. The kids yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over there. Uh, well, let's see what we can do to work something out. Because we could certainly. I'd be more than happy to. Yeah. I can reach Jim's out to the in there. He knows everything yes. going on. Jim Jones. Oh, Jim, Jim yeah, is yeah. amazing. When we had the inauguration, Jim's a whiz. So the high school has in their auditorium this this they apparently their what do they call the equipment, Dave? Like. Uh, not a synthesizer where they control all the different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Like they're bored yeah, there. Yeah, the control board. The yeah, control yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a control board, Dave. I guess they could basically produce records in there. Sure. Uh, the, the, yep. the level yep. of equipment. And who yep. knows how to operate it? Yeah. Jim Jones. Oh, of course. Jim. Of course. <laughs> Jim knows a lot about a lot of things. It's so astounding. He's, yes, exactly. Really astounding. Yep. He's uh, running the board much, and yeah. doing this thing. I ask him about stuff all the time. Yeah. We have a running gag here about me trying to Yes. Get, now, I've been in broadcasting my entire <laughs> life. I've worked on control boards yes, every yeah. day for 60 years, yeah, yeah. right? And I'll yeah. say to him, now, this table is over. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to see. So your board, no offense, is antiquated. Oh, no, no. You I go to the that. high school uh, auditorium and see their board? Well, Holy cow. Here, here's the problem. You just said interesting. You said something very interesting to me. Antiquated. Yeah. In broadcast, and, yeah. and because I've been in it so long, I can tell you that this is this was pretty much state of the art when he, when yeah. he put, put no it, offense to double ACS. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, opted yeah. for it. Yeah, but I mean, it's a small board. It, it's, yeah. it's a radio board. It's yeah. not a, a complicated. But in broadcast, it constantly, constantly, constantly changes and improves. Yeah. Yeah. So you get something. I mean, I went through beta and three yeah. quarter inch tape, and and, and, yeah. and you know, you can yeah. imagine just a bunch of stuff going on. And it constantly changes. Yeah. And uh, so I'm not surprised that uh, the high school will look, I'm dying to see it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The auditorium. And yeah. So we will definitely, if you want, I'm more than happy to reach out to the principal. We could coordinate something. But but yeah, maybe you could consider doing a show over there. Yeah. I'm on gyms and we, we could do that easy from. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's easier than doing it from the. Uh, he knows. Nobody you know, knows better than Jim. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, what else were I going to tell you? So the Senior Center, you may have heard, we have uh, the feasibility study on the Senior Center was concluded. Yeah. There is a link to that on the um, Council on Aging webpage on the city website. So that's going to be interesting. Um, you may have heard that the uh, number one location that emerged was, uh, was Highland, which is interesting because <laughs> folks... Mayor Haro was one of them, and other folks had kind of suggested that location five years ago. So we've come full circle, mm -hmm. um, so, and that's awesome for several reasons. Uh, the price is a little more than we want, but so that's a work in progress as to as to what we're going to do with funding and making that happen. But uh, Highland is such a beautiful spot. Mm -hmm. My goal with Highland is to not do much, but at the same time make it everything it can be. 
Okay. Um, so that's very exciting. And then, um, yeah, other than that, Dave, just does, 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 does Catherine Ferrick not like me anymore? No, I just saw Catherine. Um, Catherine's busy. You know, I she's know not, she When is. she started, she's now got two now? kids. I yeah. Know. <laughs> I mean, and a Saturday she's morning got two is little really kids. like Yeah, to get tough. out of the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I call her every once in a while and she, oh, yeah, I'm going to come. You know, and then, yeah. of course, she is very busy. But she's such a good officer. She is, city. and she could and speak. people really need to know yes, she's. Catherine knows a lot about a lot, yeah. and she could particularly speak to the project I spoke about earlier, the uh, the transit-oriented development district there, um, because she works with the IRA, and that's a project she's quite involved with. So she could mm. even tell you more about the possibilities, mm. because she actually has the vision of what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so she could speak to that. So that would be a good conversation because that is a, such an exciting big project. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So. But she's yeah, but she's good. She's just got two little kids, man, and a full time job. I know. I know. I know. I know. So I, I feel. Come for on, her. man. I got two kids. Don't bother me. I yeah. understand that. Yeah. I understand that. Um, we got about a couple of minutes left. Is there anything you'd like to wrap with? Um, no, I mean, I know you like to wrap, but I mean. No. In this case, it would be. I just ask that, you know, to your question about when people have ideas, which I'm welcome to, I hope, I would like more people to get involved and, dare I say, pay attention. Watch the council meetings. Know what's going on. Um, because if you, if you care and you want things to change, you have to pay attention and you might actually have to get involved, you know, at some point. So, um, If only to let your opinion be known in, in a stronger yeah, way than just at a yeah, contact party my office them. contact your counselors but yeah. you know you should, uh, democracy it's not a spectator sport and i feel there's a lot of spectators now and we need more people to jump in the fray um so i would just continue to encourage people get involved if you want to volunteer a great way to kind of get into government service is to volunteer one of our boards and commissions so if people want to reach out have interest in that they can call or email my office or click on the website we have a link there um so pay attention and get involved because it really does matter. It really does matter. And if you're not involved, then you're leaving all of the important decisions up to a very small group of people. Right. And right. that is not good for anybody. And the information that you get can help someone you love somewhere. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. The, the, you, you may not be aware of what's available. That's true. Uh, and that's important for you to, to open your ears and There's a lot of good stuff. And do uh, some stuff. Get off of Facebook, put down the phone, and get out and do some good because there's a lot of good stuff going on. Make it so happen. thank you for making this a positive Saturday morning. Oh, well, I, I, I had my, I got the memo. Yes, good. I, Let's I got keep the memo. Yes. That, uh, There'll be time to... <laughs> Behave myself. Be not so positive <laughs> in the upcoming months. We'll so. do it again. Um, <laughs> let me see. We'll do it again. Uh, in see you in a so. month. Yeah. Anytime say, right? you want, my friend. <clears throat> well, I know. You always say yes. Thanks a lot. I enjoy the conversation, Dave. All right, Thank Mayor. You. Thank you Have very a good much. Day. Stay tuned. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Second hour of Canyon Company. Want to say good morning. Good morning to all police and fire personnel, civil servants, healthcare employees, and good old number 41. All right. You and me together until noon, as I mentioned, and at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock this morning, our pal Bill Gavea, the columnist from the Sun Chronicle, will be here. He's going to be talking about all kinds of stuff going on in the city. My thanks to the mayor for coming in. She Every time I call, she says, absolutely, let's do this. And she's uh, very direct. 
uh, and very straightforward and, uh, and very honest about uh, what she's dealing with and what she feels. And um, <clears throat> I'm really pleased that we get to talk to her. You know what I mean? Yeah, all right. Let me see. What have I got for you now? Oh, I know what I have for you. Uh, my friend Jesse Armel from the Lions Club, he's, um, he's been trying to um, make sure you know about all kinds of stuff, including um, the heart sale, the signs of the heart sales and all the other stuff. And, of course, Good morning. J- here he is, Jesse Armel, doing his thing. Good morning, Hello. Mr. Armel. How are you? Hey, Mr. Dave, I'm fine. What's happening today? Oh, that's hey, what I'm. Qu- I'm calling to find out what's happening with you. Uh, we we just had the mayor on, and uh, well, very, very that's good. good. Yeah, she's yeah. already got her heart. I know that. Yes, yeah. She she actually bought two signs. So one for the and the um, the be kind one as well too. So now well, talk to me, huh? What? Well, go ahead. I'll talk to you. Well, we are we are doing. Very well to start. Um, Attleboro seems to know that uh, that the Lions are out selling heart signs with be kind signs because the Lions promote that pretty well. Um, but but still, there's a lot of people that toot their horn and drive by. And I think if there's love in the community, they really ought to stop and show it by buying a 2024 heart. Yeah, 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 and share it with people. Now, have you thought yeah. yet of of doing something that that people could uh, maybe put on their cars too, or not? No, we haven't. Okay, because I mean, I'm just thinking about that, you know. Because it's nice that we have it at, at uh, people have the hearts in front of their homes, but a lot of people, of course, are in apartments and don't have the opportunity to to put something out like that. And maybe we That's could very true. come up and find a way to uh, share. Maybe it's a maybe a um, a magnet, so it's not a bumper sticker because you want to be able to uh, re- revitalize them instead. But maybe a magnet or something that we could do down the road as well to to show that. I, I, I it hasn't entered our minds because you know cost is a factor. I understand. Yep. Yep. But uh, and the signs are—they uh, they cost a chunk, but they—but they, we still we have a good provider, and they—they they treat us very well. So we're able to get out and 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 make some money for for the food pantry. Oh yeah, I think that's, that's, that's yeah, goal, I think that's you know? great. And I was just trying to think of other ways to expand the uh, the market for you. And uh, of course, uh, keep thinking, Dave. Well, <laughs> I will. In other words, shut up, Dave. Just keep thinking. Yeah, I understand. And now you're in uh, Florida now, are you? Yeah, sure. I'm on Jensen Jensen Island, Jensen Beach. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, how long are you staying down there? I'll be here through another week or so, uh, and traveling up with Ray Hebert next week uh, in his RV back home. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's been it's been unusual because I've never spent this much time in Florida. I've been here for almost a month. I think that was uh, yeah that that was uh, by uh, by choice of Florida, right? They didn't want you down there that long. (laughs) No, it was was my choice of Massachusetts to get me the hell out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Talk a little bit about 
about not only the heart uh, program, which is very important, and as you say, you go down County Street and you go right by Capron Park and your people are out there hustling all over the place. Um, but yeah. And, yeah. and next week we've got a, I've got um, uh, Benny Benoit on to talk about the, the dining in the dark. Uh, which is have a, you? Yes, yeah. What do you mean, have I? What do you think? I, you I? got him on. I mean, that's what I asked. I mean, you've got him on talking about dinner in the dark? Yeah. I mean, this I, guy. I, I, wonder, I wonder if he's coming with someone else. Well, he is. He's coming with someone else who is actually, in, I guess, in, involved with it, checking it out. Or, okay. uh, telling, and and uh, But his good. name yeah. went out of my head right now. But Benny tells me oh, he's got all of the information that's needed. And um, it's. Huh? It, it, Dave, this program we call Dinner in the Dark is a. Um, it, it's very unusual, to tell you the truth. Uh, have you seen the flyer that was made up about? Uh, I have. They brought me one. Yep, yep. So you you see the lion with the with the sunglasses. <laughs> well, hey, you know it's a, it's symbolic, of course, but it's I, I I will say that years ago I had a very good friend who taught me a lot about dining in the dark and and dining with him in the dark. I learned how to do that. And I don't think a lot of people do understand how to do that. No, so I guess that's not. What, that's what we're trying to give them an opportunity to, to just have a little inkling of how it is for people who are blind. So I invite blind people in the community to come because they will help other people in the community understand their difficulties. Yeah, and, and uh, especially doing it by, you know, in, Years ago, we did it. You know, we well. I guess they still do once in a while. They have handicap accessibility, and people get into wheelchairs, and they go around and they try to see what it's like to have to to deal with with the world around them in that situation. Uh, but this yeah. is uh, oh, yeah. this is really different. I mean, it's been done for a little while, but it's really very interesting. And uh, the trouble is with me now. People say, "Oh my God, I I spilled." potatoes on myself and da 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 right my problem is that that's the way i eat normally you know my wife will say wait you're throw that hoodie down to be washed because i can see your lunch <laughs> you know but you know what you had, yeah. yeah but when you when you have the opportunity to learn what it's like when it's not just a matter of being relaxed and sloppy or you're just when you realize it, it's not a choice for other people, it helps you to have a great more appreciation, doesn't it? I think so. I think so. Uh, you know, it's it's like uh, it, it's kind of it, it's a really symbolic gesture, but you do have a consciousness that can be a little bit more inclined toward understanding people if you participate in it. That's yeah, all. yeah exactly. and I, I think that um, I, I think that the dinner in the dark. Also, we'll have a guest speaker there who is very astute at working with digital presentations that are amenable for people who have visual problems. Ah. Now, that's, that's, a, that's a problem because, you know, if they get a flyer, what do they do with it? You know, but right. he, is, he, is, he is skilled in, uh, and he's from, his name is Nick Corbett. He's from the Carroll Center for the Blind. And he is a person who 
has worked his way up. He's blind himself. And now he's a director of digital technology. Mm. So he's coming to talk with our guests about that. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, I'll be there for that. I'll be home. And I'm looking very forward to, to meeting Nick and hearing what he has to say. One of our, one of our uh, lions in our club, uh, Zach Guzzi, has been uh, blind since he was in, really in fifth grade, going blind. And he's pretty completely blind now. He can see shadows a bit. But Zach has been in touch with Nick, and, uh, and Nick was glad to come to speak with him because Zach spent uh, several months training. Uh, after Perkins School, he spent several months training at uh, the Carroll School for the Blind. So, you know, there's a lot to be done in our community um, to give, to make, to promote that awareness for not just people who are blind, but people who have visual handicaps because sometimes they're on the road. And, and to be honest with you, I'm driving in Florida and my eyes aren't too good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go home and see my eye doctor when I get home because I think I may have something going on. Oh. And I know so many people, so many people I talk to, they say, oh, I can't drive at night. Well, I said, well, there's a reason why you can't drive at night, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it's usually because your clarity isn't there. You, it may be something with your retina. It may be, it may be sim- simply uh, taken care of with, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, Dave? Um, the word begins with a C. I can't think of it right now. Um, You're talking about glaucoma? Cataracts. Cataract. Oh, cataracts. All right, yeah. And, uh, you know, at, at my age, people are having that, you know. And uh, and then the clarity returns. And the, the dissipation of the vision isn't as, as blurry, you know. So, hey, I'm looking forward to that dinner because a lot of my friends are coming. I'd like to see some people from the community join us. It is February 24th. At uh, 6 p.m., we'll have a, uh, a social hour. Uh, hopefully, you'll get to meet people that, you know, that are in your community. And there should be a lot of us there, not just lions. I mean, I understand that there's over 75 to 100 people coming to this event at the German Club in Pawtucket. Right, which is right. Down, yep. uh, near, you know where the German Club is. Sure, right? you know of course. Yep. And, and so... So that's, but but that is one of the many other things that the Lions do constantly. I mean, all kinds of stuff. I want to go over a couple of those things and mention about. Let's take a break, and when we come back, okay, okay, Jess, um, hang on. Sure. All right, and uh, we'll uh, fill you in on a bunch of other stuff you should know about. You're listening to Kane and Company. All right, you and me on the radio till noon time today. This is uh, Black History Month. Don't forget, February is Black History Month. And you, um, you can learn more than you know now, believe me, if you uh, open yourself to all of the opportunities that are being presented online and around media to inform you better about Black History Month. And uh, someone on my line from Florida today Jesse Armel is uh, talking about. Let I want to talk about all of the now. One of the things, Jesse, that uh, was interesting to me, I looked up the Lions Club, and you know, Lions is not like the Elks Club. It's not about the animal. The origin, the original name of it was what? Well, it was a businessman's association, right, in Chicago. Yeah. 
and it it didn't have a, a real name. Um, it was just the Businessmen's Association of Chicago. But the lion name came from what? Do you know? Oh boy. Well, I'm, I'm well, now. Now I'm asking you this, and I have no idea. I mean, I I, I read it, and then I it went out of my head. But basically, the word lion is not about the the animal. It's about L I O N. Some. It's that's right. Liberty, intelligence, our nation's service. There you go. There you go. That's what I, I couldn't remember what it was. And so, but I I wonder how many people think about that. Because you end up having you have a lion on your logo, right? So, so, right. so it's interesting that people, probably a lot of people, don't know that. Well, you know, we serve so many causes that it's kind of a global effort, and that's why the Lions is a global organization. Sure, uh, we're, we're in yeah we're we're in over uh, two hundred countries uh, and one point three eight million members. We're, we've got a goal now to to bring it back up to 1.5 million members in the next three years, which is really, really happening because we've, we've kind of become a little more diverse in the kind of people that we look for. I mean, there's a lot of citizens in the community who'd like to do community service. And that's kind of what it's all about, Dave. It's funny that you say diverse because, of course, there's so much talk now about diversity and equality and inclusion uh, the mayor was on this morning, and she's uh, going to have or trying to get a diversity uh, group on, a diversity uh, okay. board to, to mm-hmm. do something within the city as it pertains to diversity. And as you know, there's been a lot of a lot of chazarai going on about that whole concept. And but lions, as you well, say, have been doing it for years. Yeah, it, it, this is over 100 years we're celebrating our anniversary back about four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. So we're 105 years old. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, it, it's a combination effort, really, for the Lions Club, because we really do work to promote better eyesight through the Massachusetts Lions Eye Research Fund. Right. And, and that's a very strong organization that collects money, and the money is given to various hospitals that do eye research at the at the level of researching, you know, the level of people who work with microscopes and all other kinds of instruments that are trying to develop uh, techniques that are going to change uh, the availability of uh, improving eyesight, you know. Right. Um, but we also work, uh, 50% of our work is within the community, you know. Uh, mm. Yes, we collect eyeglasses, and yes, we help people with hearing aids and, that really need to hear. and But we also promote a lot of, we, we promote youth. I mean, right now in Attleboro, we have young people in droves coming over from the Leo Club at Attleboro High School to help us sell signs because they know it's a community effort. You know, it's a, it's a thing that they're doing it for community service. They're doing it, though, because they really like what they're doing. You know, Leo's. Yeah. If you have a high school... If you have a high schooler, and I'm told by several young people that are in the Leos that it's a really good organization. They have a good time. They've got 70 or 80 members right now at Alabama High School. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to, uh, you know, get out to the community with community-related events. Our next event, 
coming up in April, Dave, is is kind of a it's a gargantuan event. <laughs> I say it's gargantuan because you wouldn't believe the amount of clams we have at that event. It's called the clam boil. Right. And all yeah. the money's raised. Yeah. All the money's raised. Go back to the community. We don't keep any of it. We don't right. promote right. ourselves with uh, buildings or uh, you know something yeah. else. Yeah. We have an administrative fund that does that. Our activities fund is all funded, all funds from the community, and us too. We you know. Reliance, so yeah. and that clam clam deal is really uh, it's very successful, hasn't it been? It's been very good the last few years, and through the generous donations of several people, we've had some awesome raffle prizes. But yeah, people eat eat until they're not wanting to eat anymore. Actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to, I used to get my money's worth out of buffets. Of course, I'm old now, and. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. anymore. But yeah, in something like this, you, you really find yourself really wanting more, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you sit down to have steamed clams and you have a small bowl of them, well, we've got a second or third bowl if you want them. Sure. There you go. You know, with, with all, the, all the fixings, you know, all the fixings. They come in a little bag, potatoes, onions, carrots, uh, sausage, hot dogs. Uh, it's, a, it's quite an event. Now, can you get that, can you get that to go? Or not? Yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's April twelfth. It's at the Seacock Rod and Gun Club, and you'll be hearing more about it, Dave, because you know me. Yeah, I, I know you'll you'll be lines. you'll be you'll be calling me, driving me crazy. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's true. But so the Lions Club, you know, our our, our mission, and it's it's uh, our mission is to really work with the community uh, to empower other volunteers and people to improve everybody's health and well-being, you know? I mean, there's a lot of needs for people that need to improve their situation. That's what we're all about. One of the things community better. One of the things that I I was very um I had not even thought of until you came in the studio one day and told me that like when you were talking about um the ramps for the houses and you were saying how people as you were saying in the community a little while ago who want to do something, they don't need to quote, join, end quote, the Lions. They don't need to be a Lion, but they can volunteer their time to assist you in the projects. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes the benefit is just one they feel in their heart. But, you know, when you feel something, Dave, you kind of want to be part of a movement, don't you? Oh, sure. That, yeah. I mean, that's what happened to me. I think the ramps opened me up to a whole different a whole different look at the way things are in the world, you know, because just, just having the notion that somebody, we have this little boy from Attleboro. I think the first ramp we put up was on County street and this little boy that was multiply handicapped had a nurse working with him day and night walked out onto the ramp. Oh my God. If your heart didn't drop to the floor, it was, it was just the most amazing feeling. So I couldn't wait till the next ramp went up. And the next ramp, and the next ramp. We've probably done 50 of them. We've gotten 30 of them back. Uh, we we're, we have a whole trailer full of material, although some of the material is, it's not getting old, but they, these these people that provide these uh, materials that we use, they keep changing their their models. Oh, and it's hard to keep up with them sometimes. But yeah, hey, yeah. We do do ramps in the community. We are known for it now, you know. 
And it's important, and, and you know, you have them, and, and then when people no longer need the ramp, you, you get a chance to get it back and uh, use it again for somebody else. Very important. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So that's, that, that's yep. a, a, a triple threat because <laughs> you don't just it do it once. It you can do it two, three, four times, five with the same ramp periodically over the time. And, and, again, when you started on this topic, you talked about people having the opportunity to volunteer to do community service. So right, right. a lot of the publicity I a lot of the publicity that we encourage now is come check it out. I mean, you know, how how can you find out about doing things without trying them? Try selling signs in Capron Park. Yeah. You know? That's it's, right. See how you do. You're talking to people and you find out how generous they are. Yeah. How much they want to help. We we've, we've gotten several new members from our um, our uh, art program actually. And uh, and actually we have people that are on our list to call when we uh, when we need uh, to put up a ramp. I have several people that they don't come to do a lot of meeting stuff, but they sure like to come to help build ramps. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, that's the thing I thought was really a good idea uh, because people um, say, "Oh, I haven't got the time to commit to an organization," but, but but they say, "But I could be of help on a Saturday afternoon or morning or whatever." Uh, or I could do this right. some night. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, and, and that helps, too. You don't need to necessarily be a, be a member, per se, right? One of the big deals, uh, Dave, one of the big deals. Yep. So we're glad that it works. Um, I want to thank you for being on today. Um, is there anything else you want to make sure you mention before we let you go back to your sunny Florida? Well, I, I want to I want to apologize for not being there for our dance last night. Um, it was a dance dance oldies with the oldies. Oh, that's right. That's right. How'd it go? Do you know? It was, I hear it was fantastic. Great. Uh, Great. My partner went and 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 came home all you know all danced out. Uh, uh, that was great. Uh, you know, our next event right now, happening for this weekend and next weekend, signs with hearts on them, 2024, it says across them, and signs that say, be kind, they're yellow. They're wonderful signs. If you haven't had either one, you might want to come out and get one, because this is the new sign for 2024. Happening at Capron Park today and tomorrow from 10 to 4, and next and tomorrow, day and tomorrow, and then next weekend will be our last weekend selling signs. All right, so it's uh, going on huh? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, 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 and it's going Always, to be yeah. going on. Uh, and uh, you know, you're driving by, you'll see it. Now, I got to ask you a question: Do you have the facility to take a card? Can you take a to take a what? A card, uh, uh, you know, a debit card, a credit card. Uh, you don't have well. A, I should say we do we do cash, check, and Venmo. Okay, all right. That's because I wondered about that cash. So we don't we don't take a card. All right, cash, well, check, and Venmo. The yeah. amount of people that have Venmo. Dave, do you have Venmo? I don't think I do. No, I, I think, think you I should no. download the app. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, if you're going to put money in it, I'll be glad to do it. I mean, if you want to help me, help me along too. I could be good. Sure, I will, Dave. That's what all, about. <laughs> all right, Jesse. I'm going to see you soon, right? I'm going to see you yeah, soon, you right? See me soon. Yeah. You will. Are you coming to the dinner in the dock? I'm going to do. Well, you know, my, here's my problem. I I, yeah. I I work those hours. 
You I'm, work Saturday I, night? Oh, hell yeah. I do shows. I do. Uh, yes, yeah, as, as yeah, I, 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 I am, as a matter of fact, booked. Yeah. So, I mean, that, oh, that yeah. keeps me from going do, yeah. to, to a lot of stuff. They do things in the morning here from 9 to noon, and I'm on the air, you know, even my own charity sure. stuff, you know. And, but I'm sure. stuck here trying to get people to go. But, yeah, but I, I would really much, uh, very much like to go. But I don't want to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go when I know I can't get there for that one. But we'll, and get a be kind sign on the way home. Okay? All right, there you go. All right, like I did the last yeah, time I saw you. All right. Take care, buddy. All right, thank you very thank much. You I so appreciate much. it. All right. Bye bye now. Have a good day. Bye bye. 508-222-1320. 508-222-1320. If you'd like to hop on the line, we've got a little time open in this uh, half hour. Um, A bunch of stuff I wanted to talk to you about anyway. Bill Gavay is coming in uh, for 11 o'clock, maybe earlier. Who knows? And um, he and I will um, chat about a lot of stuff that's on both of our minds. I do want to mention to you again that it is Black History Month. And uh, we were hearing about uh, diversity from, from our mayor and equality and inclusion. I know that gets a lot of people nervous when they hear that DEI. Um, we'll talk about that in, in CRT. I don't want to say it too loud. CRT. <clears throat> so we'll be talking about that. But if you'd like to chime in, 508-222-1320. Love to have you chat, ask a question, or make a comment about anything that's been on your mind and stuff you've heard. Um, the mayor, of course, doing a great job, as always, uh, and we appreciate it. Hi, you're on the radio. Oh, hi. How you doing? Good, thank you. Geez, boy, I enjoy listening to your show. Oh, you're, you're the one. Oh, you, you moron. Listen, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Oh, you know what I was. You know what I was going to do. <laughs> Son of a gun. Charlie Quintel is on the radio with us. How are you, buddy? I'm okay today. It's a nice day, so the weather makes a difference. You're you feeling know. better? Yeah, yeah, good, good, yeah. But I'm just moping around, uh, and I uh, I find that it's signaled better on the internet. You know. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So oh, of I, course. I, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I'm but glad I do you get you on, on my car radio out here in Westport. So. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we just re re we just re signed up the license for Westport. <laughs> you know, oh, we, have, we have a separate a separate license for Westport. Yeah. But I I uh, didn't want to call and bore your show, so I I wanted to call and say hello and uh, tell the people out there listening what a good guy you are because you are. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Quiet. Um, yeah. I, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, uh, you and I go back as friends a lot of years, pal. And um, and I know uh, what a good guy you are. So I appreciate oh, no. everything well, that you do. And ha- have you? Uh, uh, you you say you've been you've been doing good. And now are you gonna try to go back on stage again soon? What do well, you think? I've been singing every Friday night over at the. Uh, BFW yeah, I understand. Right yeah, I heard that. You know, I almost thought I could get out there, but I've been working again. But I'd love to get out there and 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 hear that. Now, do you do your own stuff, or you do other well, people's stuff I, too? No, what do I'll, you do? I'll go up there and uh, uh, the guy who does the DJ in there. Uh, he he's a pretty good guy, you know, and and. Uh, and he just puts me in, and he'll say, "Okay, now we got this guy Charlie coming up, and he's going to do a song." And it's funny; he, the people out there know who uh, 
know me from the sure. title. Yeah, and right. Stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, but I, I just go up there like last night I sang that song, Tell Laura I Love Her. Oh, yeah. Tommy, yeah. Lauren, Tommy, <laughs> Ray Peterson, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, I couldn't think of the guy who sang it, but you just did. Yeah, Ray Peterson, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, a one-hit wonder. Yeah, he, well, he had that, and then what did he have anything else? Um, well, I guess the, he, he had a great recording of The Wonder of You, too, which was really Oh, good. did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. good voice. And now, you're talking about, now, Do you have you ever been able to bring some of your own tracks, though, to that guy? I mean, you've got all your own stuff. Wouldn't that be well, great to they, have? Uh, they've, they've got uh, some, of, some of the tracks. Okay, uh, good, good. Of songs that I've recorded. Like they have Take Me As I Am, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like to do those songs up there. I like to do other people's songs and, and you know, just... But I I, I I lost my voice. I had the COVID a year ago. I know you did, in yeah. In February, yeah. you know, and, and it really... I took medication and I got over it and everything else, but my throat has bothered me ever since then. You know, it's never... I can't hit the high notes. I can't do Take Me As I Am in C-Shop, where I like to do it, you know, where I recorded it. In yeah, key. right. I just can't hit the notes, Dave, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know so I can... I'm not going to quit yeah, my day yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. I was... I, I had that last night. I was doing a show out in uh, Winthrop, uh, and, and I do a, a song in Misgivings, and for some reason, I, it was just my... Something was in my throat, and I could, couldn't... <laughs> I well, I barely know, made it through. Ago, I made it through. I, I played years ago. I played almost every night, sometimes seven nights a week. Like when I used to work in Boston, we do two weeks, uh, seven nights a week. You know, and and when you're doing that, you're exercising your throat, and everything is fine. You know, I mean, I could sing the whole night uh, for four hours, and 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 not bother my throat at all. And even when I had a cold. Or something I still was able to do the job. It, it's it's like I just can't do it anymore because I don't sing every night anymore. You know, I don't. Maybe if I practice, it would come back. But I, I don't do that anymore for a living. You know. So yeah, I, yeah. Which I is I'm I'm, I'm I'm sorry to hear because I'm glad you go to get you know go do karaoke. But it'd be great to see you back on stage and working again. You know I. I was going to do a show at the Narrows in Fall River. Did you ever hear of that place? Sure, of course. Yeah. The, the Narrows. And, and, you know, I just don't feel comfortable trying to do it because I don't want to go there and, and blow it, you know, and yeah. those people. Yeah, people say, oh, it. boy, he lost it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd be saying that. Yeah. 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 Like they, like Jay Black, you know, when I worked with Jay Black. Jay, from Jay and the Americans Jay you talk about. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic voice. Even Frank Sinatra used to comment to him uh, like yeah. what are you going to do with that when you do Caramia and you're and you're 55 years old yeah you know and he he had a voice and he used to abuse himself all the time you know with drinking and yeah. other things you know and I'd be on a road with him and we used to talk a lot and I used to say Jay you know when you get up there and you're you're kind of stoned and stuff doesn't it bother you, Bozia? He says, I do everything that's wrong. He says, I don't exercise my voice. I just go up there 
and he just said, I guess it was a God-given talent he had. And the funny thing about it is, he was out of New York, and he had all these gangsters that were his entourage. You yeah, know, right, New York. right, yeah. And uh, I got to know one of them pretty good. His name was Maurice, and I don't want to say his last name, but he used to tell me, he said, you know, I don't think there are a lot of gang Charlie. I don't think there are a lot of gangsters whose first name is Maurice. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so he's telling me. I, I'm saying, what an amazing voice! He doesn't exercise his voice. He won't even do the sound check when we went to a theater, like when we were at the uh, Cape Cod Melody Tent. Yeah. He refused to do. He says to me, "Go up there and and sing the songs that that they want to sound check to." So I used to do that. He he wouldn't bother going up there. He did everything wrong to hurt his voice. And and uh, Maurice, I say, I can't, I used to tell him, I can't believe how he hits these notes. And he, he had a beautiful voice, you know. And, uh, yep. Well, see, you know, he passed away not too long ago. And uh, he, he says, well, you know, he says, we used to stick up gas stations before he started doing it. <laughs> You know, he was a, a real, he was yep. a tough guy. Yep. And he didn't have the voice to appear like a, a real tough guy. He appeared like uh, he was a college student wearing a sweater with a big S on it or whatever. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You know, when you when you heard that voice, that's what you picture this guy must, but he was a total opposite. Yeah, unbelievable. And, and funny, funny thing is, like, he just didn't care. And the last time I saw him at, at the... Uh, Mohegan. At Mohegan, yeah. yeah. He he was just awful. It it was so bad, you know, his performance. He had lost everything. It all caught up with him at once, you know. And uh, very sad. Yeah, it is, you know. And how we how he got that job was he uh, Jerry Granahan was handling uh, United Artists at the time in New York. He was vice president, I think, at the time. And he was producing records, and Jay Trainer was the original lead singer, and he did that song. And when I kissed her, right, da, yep. da, da, she cried. That song, she cried. Beautiful song. And that was the first recording of J and A Americans. And then for some reason, Jay uh, uh, Siegel uh, is that it? No, Jay Trainer. Jay Trainer, yeah. He, yeah, he left the group, <clears throat> and so. Uh, Jay Black, they heard about this kid, you know, who was a, uh, you know, New York City thug, you know, <laughs> that had a great voice. So he tries out, they hear his voice, and he just picked right up where, where Jay Trainer left off. And yep. Jerry Granahan started producing his records, and uh, the, the, uh, the funny thing is, like, Jerry Granahan used to listen to, I'm going on and on here, geez, you you can cut me off anytime you want. <laughs> but all these things are coming back. Jerry Granahan used to listen to artists come in and display their songs. He used to listen to original songs. And there was this one guy who uh, came, used to come in every Tuesday, play his music. Yeah, well, that, that's fine. We'll, we'll let you know if we're going to do anything with it. So this guy comes in. The same guy who was usually coming in, and he and he goes to uh, Jerry. He says, "I got this other song I just wrote," and uh, he says, "Well, okay, let me hear it." And the song went like this: "Her eyes would make an angel smile. They call her Sunday." Oh yeah, right. 
right? So Jerry says, oh, wait a minute. Say, do that again. <laughs> and he was really impressed with the song. He picks up the phone, calls Jay Black. He says, get down here now with the group. We got a song I want to record, and it was that song, Sunday and Me. And you know who the writer was? No. Neil Diamond. Oh, wow. Wow. That was his first break into the business, Neil Diamond's first break. Yeah, that's how we well, started. Well, that's, that, see, now those are great stories. I don't know why you always think you're going to bore people, but, I mean, it's really good. And we can do this, you know, periodically on the phone, so you don't have to drive all the way in here. I don't uh, mind driving in to see you. Yeah. You well, know, it's not often I get to see a puss like yours. Yeah, yeah, you leave my puss out of it. <laughs> leave me <laughs> out of that. Hey, thanks so much for calling today, and, and let's right. let's do it again, okay? Talking, no, it was terrific. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, we'll talk All right. soon. All right. All right. Uh, by the way, there goes my pal, uh, Charlie Quintel. And, uh, you know, he's got more stories like that. I mean, really, I mean, a lot of the names you probably have to be um, educated to and tell you who this person is. And uh, But in, in he's got so much history uh, in the music business. Uh, and it's really... It's really great to hear from him. I'm glad he called in. 508-222-1320. 508-222-1320. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, to remind you about, to tell you about, is uh, my friend uh, Lisa Powers, the medium Lisa Powers, is coming back to help raise funds for the Nikki O Foundation. And, um, and uh, she's going to be uh, here on uh, Sunday, March 3rd. And uh, I hope that you're going to think about uh, joining us. We're doing it at the Attleboro Industrial Museum right here at the station, uh, right next door. And uh, it's going to be Sunday, March 3rd, 2 o'clock, Lisa Powers. Now, if you've not been to one of these things, you really want to give it a shot. You really want to come and try uh, because you will be amazed at, at what you see happens if you yourself, if you don't get a, a, a reading or a, a knock on the door, uh, you will see what happens with other people who get it and, and, and how they uh, react to this so that you can learn that, that this stuff is not baloney. This is real, um, and, um, and I hope that you'll, you'll consider that. So it's going to be... Uh, March 3rd, it's a Sunday, March 3rd, 2 o'clock. If you'd like to get tickets or know more, you can go to councilforchildren.org, councilforchildren.org, and uh, Lisa Powers will be here. It's going to be, they got a nice little room in the uh, Attleboro Industrial Museum uh, next door, uh, and I can't wait for you to come and say hi, okay? Uh, March 3rd, 2 o'clock, uh, and I hope you'll have it. Somebody who's always thought me out of my mind on this issue was Bill Gavea. <laughs> until Bill Gavea got surprises. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Gavea. How Good are you? Good morning, Dave. How are you? Uh, the mayor, I don't know if you heard the mayor this morning. She was on with me and she I said hear some of it. she loves when you're on. <laughs> she might have said that to me off the air. But she says she loves to hear what you have to say when you come on. Well, that so, could be because when I'm... On, I'm not writing, so you know. Oh, that's, that's it. Probably Keep your, what, yeah, you know. fingers away from the. No, you know, it, it, it. The people of Alberta are lucky to have her as mayor. Mayor Di Simone is 
is doing a great job. She's the genuine article, you know. There, really a, the genuine article. There's really not a bit of phoniness about her. No. Whether you like her or you don't like her, what you see is what you get, and she she puts herself out there. She's got a positive attitude. She works hard. And what more can you really ask? Well, you can. I mean, like you said, even if you don't agree with her, uh, at least you know where she and you stand. Yep. And uh, that's important. And uh, she's going to put together a diversity committee. And that's very cool to, to do some more diversity in the city, especially with all of the stuff that's been going on. And we'll talk about that in the next hour. But, yep. um, but I was telling everybody about um, Lisa Powers, who's coming. Now, you haven't come to one of these things. And yep. you should drag your wife kicking and screaming. <laughs> To this event, and because I know your wife is like, mm, I'm not sure what's going on, right? Well, she's she she laughs at me now all the time because <clears throat> I was not, you know, in any. It, it, it's not that I wasn't a believer. It's just that I never really thought about right, you know, anything like that. It just just wasn't. And then I met you, and you kind of you know got me. And I at first I looked at you and I laughed and I said, Yeah, you know. And I've gone from that to I think it was just last week. I. I I uh, <laughs> I went to give blood and I had to take a number at the you know the hospital to have my yeah. blood test and yeah. and I picked a number and I looked down and it said A forty one and so I, I took a picture of it and yeah, sent it, it to you it to and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and my wife's going my God you went from you know not even thinking twice about this stuff to now you're saying I said, well I never noticed what it are you before. gonna do I, yeah you, you know, know well, we I mean we always have <laughs> stuff but we, we, I thought a real cool one was. I'm not sure. I guess I told this on the air. I guess I did. Uh, our, our niece, Kara, had to go to Poland on business. And she, her mother was very nervous because she was going to Poland and never been out of the country. And da, da, da. And so uh, her mother, uh, Joanne's sister, my, um, said, you know, to Nick, hey, Nick, keep an eye on Kara. Please, please watch out for her because she was nervous. And when Kara got to the company, uh, and she had to get a guest pass. Her guest pass number was 41. So <laughs> in all the way in Poland, as they say. So so it's amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's, you know, hey, look, I, I, I fully admit to still being skeptical about, sure. you know, about all this stuff. But, but you know what? If you're, if you're not open to at least listening to things, then... Then how you, how do you learn? But even and even if it's even if you don't learn, even if you just say, "Geez, you know, maybe my aunt Telly really is around me, really is with me, really is doing something," you know, uh, it, it, and it's a gift to you. It's a gift to you. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm spurred by the fact that I can remember so many relatives who I don't want to hear. Oh, from the anymore. one, yeah, I understand <laughs> that. Yeah, well, Lisa tells stories sometimes about people saying not wanting to have a particular. That's the other, <laughs> not wanting to have a particular person yep. show up or not expecting that person. <clears throat> when we went to uh, Joanne and I went to see Maureen Hancock uh, in, in in Mass, and this is years ago. Not, not long after Nikki passed. And we went into her, and uh, she, was, she still does. She still sees parents who have lost a child and doesn't charge. She just comes and does what she can. And we went to her, and we sat down, and um, she looked at me, Maureen, and said, there's a Joe around you. 
And I pointed to my wife, Joanne. <laughs> I didn't meet her. No, there's a Joanne. I said, no, no, it can't be for me. It must be hers. She's Joe. Her brother's Joe. Her father's Joe. It must be. She said, no, it's for you. And I said, I don't know. And she said, let me see if I can get something else. She said, Vietnam. Well, my friend Joe was killed in Vietnam. And But here's the thing. The day before, I was going through some old papers, and I found Joe's obituary. And I said to Joanne, hey, come here. This is the obituary of my friend Joe I was telling you about. That was the day before. And the next day, he's the first one to show up in the reading. You tell me. I mean, that, I mean, that you know, I'm go just, figure. I'm, I'm just wondering if, you know, wherever all these people are, they just have, you know, like pay-per-view, you know, you can go in and watch, you know, whoever you want and just kind of uh, kind of check in and look yeah. down. I wonder how it works, you know, it'd be I fascinating. Don't, I don't either. We have, we have an EVP, um, electronic voice phenomenon, uh, recording. Uh, people never heard this before, watch this. Uh, where Nikki uh, is saying to us, Mom and Dad, this is Nick. I mean, I can play it on the air, you'd be astounded at it. It is absolutely his voice. We can, it is his voice. But, and, and so these people collect the voices of people who have passed. And sometimes they're tough to understand because they're like a shortwave radio. Like Nick says, Mom and, Mom and Dad, this is Nick. Like that, Mom and Dad, this is Nick. There's another one. It's a woman's voice, and she says, Okay, Nick O'Neill. And it, it it gave me a picture when I heard that. I, I saw this picture of, of people sitting around in chairs, and there's a microphone in the middle, a stand. And people get up, okay, Nick, and he gets up and he makes his EVP or makes, you know, I mean, that was my thought yep. process. But, I mean, who the hell knows? Who knows? I and don't know. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's really something. Is it? You know, I, I don't know if you go through this phenomenon, but as as I get older, I'm constantly amazed by the things I don't know. And, and, and it, you know, you, you, I th always thought it would go the other way. I always thought I'd, when I got really older, I'd look back and go, boy, I've learned so much and look at all the things I know. Mm -hmm. And instead, it's, it's like, how did I get to this age and I, there's so many things I don't know? Uh, you know, and and, and I, I guess that's good. You know, I guess that's a well. That's a yeah, good thing. I mean, it's, you're, it's good if you're open, like you said, to, uh, to knowing. You know, and and some of this stuff is really weird for me too because I'm going, wow, I guess so. Um, in in my in the I had a misgiving show last night out in Winthrop and, and huge crowd, and at the end, and I picked on a woman to do the drawing for the for the uh, thing. And I talked about it, and after the show, she came up to me, and she had tears in her eyes, and she said, I had a terrible day today. She said, so this happened, that happened. She said, and I almost didn't come tonight, but and then there was something, and now I can't remember it, there was something about, she said, a oh, 41, because I had talked about Nick at the end of the show, and she said about the 41. And it occurred to me that I don't, I, I pick certain people for certain things in the show, and at the very last second, I chose this woman to do the direct, do the drawing. I, 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 even when I did, I went, oh, that was weird. I mean, like, I, you know, I, I sized people up, and, it, and I just chose her. And it was really something very important to her. And I'm thinking to myself, 
Nick's saying, hey, Dad, pick that one. Pick that lady. <laughs> and and that's, that. I mean, who knows in my imagination, I'm sure, and I'm just crazy, but it, it's, you really think about it. You know, it's, <clears throat> it's just as easy to believe in that kind of thing as it is to believe in coincidences. So it, it's, yeah. who knows? It's just yeah. what we're trained to accept as what's right, right and what's not. Right. Well, we're going to get more of uh, wisdom, knowledge, and experience from Mr. Gouveia. Uh, after the top of the hour, we've got another hour, uh, hour together. I hope you'll stay with us and join us on the air, too. We're doing well with calls, people chiming in today. Very good. So you stay tuned, okay? And uh, we're going to do this. And uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, we do this until noontime every day. Every, no, every Saturday. Not every day, Dave. What's the matter with you? All right, I've done that. You stay tuned. And we shall be back. All righty? Now the guy's got to step forward, and he's going to say that thing he says all the time. <clears throat> good morning, good morning, good morning, Final Hour Candy Company. Uh, for today, lady, don't get nervous. <laughs> you and me on the radio till noon time. <laughs> want to say good morning, good morning to all police and fire personnel, civil servants, healthcare employees, and good old number 41. All right. And I can relax now. I, you know, when the mayor came in, I had to stand at attention almost for the entire visit, you know. <laughs> but with uh, Gavea's here, and uh, we can relax. Good morning, Mr. Gavea. How are we doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? You know, just enjoying a little bit of warm weather after some cold. Uh, it's supposed to get really warm. This you guys are supposed to be really nice. Yeah, this weekend. Excellent. Uh, of course, tomorrow there's a, that. Uh, and there's a hockey game. <laughs> I know you're going to be glued to the Super Bowl. Oh, I, you, you know, I actually, the only thing I really bother with sports-wise is uh, World Series, Super Bowl, you know, the bowling runoff, you know. Whatever. Well, I, I know, I know, you know, because I know you, so I know you're going to be wanting to count how many times Taylor Swift is. is well, that's the thing, you know. Well, something. I have a chart. I have a chart, <laughs> and then I hit it, and it goes, beep, everyone, they saw her chart. Listen, don't be knocking Taylor Swift. She registered 35,000 voters. Hey. Um, nope. hey, not I, dissing I, that young lady. I, I'll I, tell you. you. I, I'll tell <clears> you, <throat> I have a lot of respect for Taylor Swift. Um, I probably couldn't, name, probably couldn't name three of her songs, but that's probably more of an age thing. Me than, either, uh, and that's the, that's the thing. I hate like with the Grammys with last night, uh, night before last night. Oh, boy, this guy won, that guy won, and I turned to Joe and said, who the hell are these people? <laughs> I feel like an idiot. It's not them. It's me. And and you, know, you say about Taylor Swift, I'm sure there's stuff that, but I'm, you know, I'm not into it. And yeah. I mean, and and I think she's charming and smart as hell. She re-recorded all of her her masters, which cracks me up, and just yeah. told everybody take a hike. Um, so that's cool. That's cool. Um, and so we'll see what happens, but. Uh, and I will watch the uh, the end of the Super Bowl if it's you know if it's not too you know too out outrageous for the you know other than that you know. Hey, it's a, you know in our house it's a uh, it's a high holy holiday. Although yeah. it's always more fun when the Patriots mm -hmm. were playing in it, but uh, you know hey yeah. that, that's okay. Now that I'm going to tell you something. I don't think I've ever actually said this to you. They may have said it on the air. I don't understand why people do what you do. <laughs> you pay all that money for season passes. Yep. You got to drive in that traffic to get there. Find a parking place. You got to find your seat. 
you got to sit there, and then you got to watch. You watch. You got to watch it on the Trinitron. You can't. You can't see it, right? You can't see it on the field. You can't see what's going on from where you. No, I don't I, even know where your seat I, is, but you can't see it. No, I I can't. And I'll tell you, <clears throat> the reason that you know ne- next season will be my fifty third season. Yeah, yeah. And the reason that I'm still going is that number one, my seats. Are, I'm in the end zone, but I'm eleven rows from the field, so. You know, well, that's at, not bad. Yeah, so that's not, no, that's nice. So I, I can, wow. I can see. I'm in the cheap seats, kind yeah, you of. Can, but, no, but you I'm, can you know, see. Yeah, eleven it, rows. It, is, eleven is rows. So almost then, there. And yeah. the, and the the parking thing, in you know, the first game I ever went to, my grandfather took me to, was the first exhibition game at the yeah. old uh, Sullivan Stadium, and I went, and the traffic was horrible, and I said I never want to do this again. Well, after since that time, we've had through a family friend, we've had a person whose house we could park at. And so for a one o'clock game, I don't leave my house until quarter 12. And I drive and I park in this person's yard. They let me park in their yard. And it takes me 20 minutes to get there. And then it takes me 20 minutes to walk through the back of the of the stadium to my seat. And, and then I'm in my seat. And when the game ends, it takes me 20 minutes to walk back to the car. And I'm home in another 20 minutes. If it wasn't for that, I probably would have stopped a long time ago because yeah, I'm too old yeah, to sit in parking lots for hours. Not, you know, and I'm not putting it down or just I'm just I'm just looking. I'm thinking to myself, okay, that or I can sit here with a TV and I can I can have my wings and my you know my coffee milk or whatever the hell I'm having and just my you know at night with a blanket on my on my lap like an old yeah, guy. Yeah, I don't I don't pretend that it makes sense, but I, I will tell you. I started going to games with my grandfather. My mother bought a season tickets for me and my grandfather. Yep. And now, 53 years later, I bring my grandkids. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And that is, my kids have, have been going since they were, I you know, five or six all years of that. old. I can see all of it's, that. Yep. To me, it's, it's the best. It, you know, it, it's, it's great. I love being there. I love the, I sit around the same people that I've sat around yep, for probably 40 yep, years. Yep. We, you know, and plus up until about four or five years ago, my best friend, Rick Carter, who's a, a cook over at Morin's and, and has been for years and years and years, Rick and I would go to the games every year and we were best friends. And, and that was something, you know, we would finish each other's sentences. We would mm-hmm. sit there and look at it. And, and so that as much as the, as oh, the yeah, Patriots themselves are what yeah. it's all about. But. Yeah, I guess, but you didn't... Uh, you, you never painted your face or anything, did you? you I paint your face. have to admit that early on, I might have, <laughs> I might have painted my face. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it probably only lasted about one game because yeah, yeah. It, it's, you know, my face is bad enough. Painting doesn't help it. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why yeah. I, yeah, I do have. So a you face switched for over to aluminum siding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, instead yeah, of painting, and, and vinyl is final. So <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, uh, but, all right, good. So I mean, I just wanted to mention that because I felt bad. Thinking that without saying it, only because, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not putting it down. It just doesn't yeah, no, click pe- to People me. say that to me all the time. Can't you just sit at home and watch it on TV? Yeah. And I'm like, and, and and I have done that, but yeah. then I, but I it's look different. and I, say, I know it's different. I yeah, wish yeah. I was there. And yeah. and, and I'll, I'll tell you <clears> something. <throat> looking over at, you know, looking to my right and seeing my son and my grandson, yeah. you know, sitting there with me and watching and going crazy over a play or, or doing all that stuff, it, it just... It makes it all worth it. Makes the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but that's see, that's it. way. That's all 
over and above the game. I mean, it might yes. be the epitus for it, but it's all of that other extraneous stuff and it is precious. And I absolutely understand that. Yep. Yeah, but it's it's really something. Yep. <laughs> um, what do you feel like talking about today? Uh, by the way, what time did you woke? Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, you woke up. You woke up. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very woke today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that's, you know, I, I wrote a column about that whole situation about that about last week, and that's what my column's going to be about this week, you know, too, because things changed a little bit. But um, that was a whole, that was a really disturbing incident over there. I, I like the good that came out of it in that people got so upset by what happened and by the book being pulled. And being pulled without really reasons given for pulling it, um, you know, and people, the reaction was so strong and so swift that they put the book back, and that's a good thing. You know, that's a good sign for North Attleboro. But now I'm just worried that there seems to be resistance to talking about why it happened. Yeah, we want to know why and what happened. Absolutely, absolutely. Why? How did this happen? Yeah. Was this uh, was this a wussiness on the part of the superintendent, or was this uh, was this just some overbearing yutz who's decided they're going to make a deal or to do whatever? I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, the superintendent has changed what he originally said. At right. First, he said, you know, I guess there was a committee made up of. I hope I get it right. If I remember, I think it's a a principal, uh, a librarian, yep. a curriculum director, a busybody, a parent, and yeah. you know, and they supposedly made a decision. And then the superintendent said he had the final say, and he was the one who did it. Now he's saying it was a mistake. Um, and well, it saying, was a mistake. They, they, yeah, they're going to, and, yeah. you know, but but he initially said too that the decision to Remove the book from the shelves had nothing to do with the content of the book, and <laughs> and, and I, I read that and I said, okay, is that a misprint or is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean, how else would you judge the book? You know, I, I I mean, what you think the cover was bad? Was it simply the title? I I, I mean, it's it was ridiculous. Well, was it and, woke? Was uh, what was it called? Diversity? Or what was it? Yeah, I don't remember the longer yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, no, I'm saying. The word "woke" was divisive. That's what yeah, that yes, it, Divi- yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I, I, I just remember shaking my head. And and so it, you know, the book is back, and that's that's a big deal. But if you don't understand why it happened, then you can't fix why it happened. And this reticence on the part of North Attleboro officials to talk about just who made the decision. Uh, you know, I think the names ought to be public. When you work in a public school and you're doing these things, I think the names ought to who be public. Who are the members of, of this of, committee? Of not, to, not to blame them, not to ridicule <laughs> them or attack them, but to have some accountability and know who made the decision. But more than knowing their names, more important than knowing their names is knowing why they did what they did, how they arrived at that decision. Well, they think that was a good idea, yeah. Yeah, because if you don't know that, you know, there's talk about, well, we're going to fix the policy. How can you fix it if you don't know why it didn't work in the first place? What it was to begin with, sure. Yeah, you yeah. you you've got to know that, and 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 well, excuse me, and what the fix is. In other words, you know, we might be fixing it to make it even more uh, available for this kind of foolishness. Yeah. And and what disturbed me is in reading the Sun Chronicle, and I talk about it in my column this week. There was a uh, a citizen there. I believe his name was uh, Aaron Whirl who ran for school committee, I guess, last year and didn't make it, and now I believe is a candidate for 
uh, school committee in North Attleboro this year, and his he he said he liked the book Woke and he he didn't think it should be removed, but he said you know enough of this uh, you know getting on about the policy. He said I think the policy is fine. I think the policy should stay as it is. You know the the policy that that led to this decision, and he said I think you know everybody apologizing for it is a sign of weakness. And I thought to myself, <laughs> and, that, and does he understand why he's not elected? Yeah, to yeah you know, I thought to myself, yeah. no, a, a sign of weakness is knowing that a policy didn't work, but refusing to change it. You know, that would be a, a, a sign of weakness. Yeah, yeah. A sign of you know, apologizing for having a policy that didn't work and changing it—that's a sign of strength. Yeah, that's a sign of intelligence. Of course, it you is. know, and, and um, you know, <laughs> it—that's what I'm worried about. I think the superintendent has been less than transparent, less than honest, frankly, in trying to, you know, he's trying to cover butts more than he's trying to explain to people why this happened. And, you know, I I, I went out after this happened. I, I, I fully admit I hadn't read the book. So I ordered the book from Amazon and, you know, I got the book. And I'm, I'm sure I'm far from alone. And thank God for uh, Stephen Clapp, who I know you had yes, on the show. Yeah. And we were reading parts on the air. Yeah. And, and you know, that's exactly the type of activism and spirit that the book was meant to inspire. Yep. It, it worked. It, yeah. It, yep. it, it, and, and that is fantastic. That yes. was just yes. absolutely great. So, you know, I, I went through the book. I, I haven't read it page, you know, page uh, cover to cover yet. But I went through it. I looked at it and I thought, this is great. This is, yeah. you know, this is really terrific. And how anybody could read the book, one of the letters of the editor of the Chronicle said that it showed kids to be victims or wussies or I don't know what that what, what book he read. It wasn't the one that we were talking about. No, no, it, it, it's, you know, again, and you have to have the ability to separate politics from just the educational process. Mm. And and it spurred a it, it spurred a conversation in North Attleboro, uh, where uh, one of the city councilors, uh, the uh, town councilors, who happens to be an African American, um, was very upset about this and said, "This goes against what I want." And he and he was talking at the last school committee meeting about um, the need for a diversity counselor or a diversity yeah. person in the yeah. administration. Yeah. Yeah. And and people were going, "Well, you know, we have to, <clears throat> our budget's limited." And we have to we have to take care of the regular education first. We have to make sure we can fund all the regular things in the budget before we go on to things like that. Well, there lies the crux of the problem. Diversity is not considered part of the regular education. You know, math is great. You you need to learn math yeah. because it affects yeah. a lot of your life. Yeah. Reading is great. History is great. But diversity. Oh, affects everything that. in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. It affects everything. And, and if if you don't have... It, I grew up in Norton in the 1960s. Um, we, frankly, didn't really have very many black people. We didn't have very many Jewish people. It wasn't that we hated them. or yeah, yeah. It's just we didn't really know anything about them. We weren't exposed to them. Uh, it wasn't until I got into high school... And I started, you know, some of my, my one of my best teachers I ever had, Al Nuttall, who, who uh, you know, taught a, a class called Modern Problems. And, and I started being aware that, wow, uh, you know, there were issues and there were things that I didn't know. And, and, and I learned a lot. And that colors your, your 
ability to look forward and go into the world. And that's just as important as reading and writing and, and mm. social studies and yeah. all those things. Not preaching a political point, but understanding the differences that you know you have with everyone around you and understanding how important it is to know those differences and to work together with them. It maybe we wouldn't be in the kind of political gridlock and stupidity that we're in today if we had had diversity counselors. Yeah, I you know, know, I mean that's a good stuff. I mean, but you have to have people who are willing, you know, we have be we have two um uh, city councilors here who have decided that uh, human rights should not be for everybody and have refused to sign a resolution saying that human rights should be for everybody. It, it, and you know, it's astounding to me. And, and, you know, I think those counselors are very probably very much in favor of human rights, but they got caught up in this political situation and then signing, not signing, reasons for signing... <clears throat> that whole thing should have been advanced and all politics should have been set aside. It, it, it doesn't matter when you got it, whether you, when you had a chance to read, when you had to just everybody get together, put mm. all that garbage aside. Yeah, yeah. With, respect, I, with respect, I'm going to yell bull on that, because, and I'll tell you why. Because one of these counselors um, had these attitudes these, as part of their upbringing, about equality and about who should get what from who. Uh, and that's where that came from, this thing about um, the politics. In this instance, politics is, didn't really play a game. The only thing, he got caught because he never said, this is what I really feel before he was elected to that office. This is what I really believe. He was already elected, it was too late. So I just don't, I don't buy it. It looks like a duck. It quacks like a duck. It's a duck, and it, it, that's my feeling. Yeah, if people have if people have beliefs, that's great, and and yep. you offer yourself yep. out, and people yep. vote for you or they don't vote for you. That's based the thing. On your, offer uh, out on, on the your real beliefs. Yeah, and, and the real ones. I I honestly don't know enough about mm. you know the, the particular yep. Yep. candidate that, you, that you're talking about, but all I know is that when when you come right down to it. You got to set aside being put in a position that maybe you think is awkward, or maybe you didn't. You know, your personal comfort is not as important as doing the right thing for all the citizens involved that, that you represent. And sometimes the process isn't pretty, and sometimes it doesn't work exactly right, and sometimes people take advantage of it and and play it, you know, both ways for their for their personal political view. That's always going to happen, and you got to stop it. But I admire people who stand up for themselves, but not at the expense of the people they represent. And, and that's why you have to you have to be a little a little smarter. And maybe I'm chalking it up to people who haven't been in office very long and haven't you know haven't uh, had the experience and and get a little idea of of. Uh, what it's like and what you really owe people when you're in those seats. But, mm. uh, but hey, but <clears throat> the thing in North Attleboro, I, you know, they're now, they are pushing ahead with reviewing the policy, and that's a great thing. Um, but any review of that policy has to include why 
the old policy was wrong. Why what it was it, and, it and who did or didn't abide by it. Yes. Uh, or who fudged it or who did whatever to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. mostly all the reasons. But there's I mean, still no and reason. not who, the what. Yeah, yeah. not the, the who. The, there's, there's no yeah. reason. So just, yeah. just uh, you know, give a reason. But you have to be encouraged by the fact that so many people in North Attleboro stood up and said, hey, this is and wrong. It was wonderful. It was yeah. wonderful. This guy, uh, uh, Steve Clapp, who did a great, great service to everybody. Yep. And, uh, and I should have I thought about it after he gave me a copy of the book, and I should have asked him to sign it. Yeah, yeah. Right? I may go to his office yeah. and ask him to sign it. Yeah, and I, I read in the article that there were, I think there were 10 copies at the Richards Library in North Attleboro, and at the time the article was written, all 10 were out, you know, which right. is a right. great sign. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's, yeah, you know, well, second it, story, you ordered 30 copies of the book. Yeah, and, and it's, it's the same stupid story. You know, you, you, want a, you want a book to be a bestseller, ban it. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that'll, sure. that'll do it, uh, you know. But uh, so people will say, well, it got more attention that way. Well, that's not the point, you know. The, 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 and, and you know what bugs me, Dave, more than anything else <laughs> on this stuff is when they start talking about, well, parental rights, you know, in yeah, schools. Yeah, yeah. There's a big emphasis right now in some circles on parental rights. I have a right to keep my kid as ignorant as possible. I, I, you know, I, p- parents uh-huh. have rights. There's no doubt about sure. it. And their first right is to make sure they're raising their kids in a way that they can take advantage of the educational system and learn a wide variety of things. And if they're limiting their kids, I'm not saying it's not their choice to limit their kids. Yeah, yeah. That's their parent, parental choices, and they should have the ability to do what they want. Right. But they shouldn't have the ability to limit other people's yeah. you know, parental choice. But if we worried more about student rights than we do about parental rights, we'd be in a lot better position. I, it, it, it just kills me that they go, oh, the parents have the right not to have their kids exposed to this book. Well, the kids, it, it's the kids' rights we need to be worried about. It's what the kids need. It, you know, see beyond your own parental and liabilities. And realizing how, how the par- parental actions like this instill fear in their children. It doesn't help them to do anything, keep them ignorant. And, and it instills a fear. Oh, you don't read about that. You know, it's like a reefer madness in the 50s. You know, you don't. I mean, it's just astounding to me that these people think this is a good idea for their child. Yeah, and a lot of times, if I, when I was a kid, if my parents said, all right, just don't read that. Well, what was the first thing I was going to do? I was yeah. going to find a way to read that. And the other thing that's interesting, and I thought about this uh, over the weekend, uh, over the week. Here you have these people, for instance, these, the, the gang of three that ran for school committee in this, uh, in this city. And I'm thinking to myself, they have young children. And when their children grow up, when they start to get older, and those children are exposed to the facts of what these people attempted to do, what will their children think of them? And what will, who knows, at least some, who knows, of their gay children will think of them. They're laying a, a track here. They're laying the groundwork for their children who are going to grow and have their own opinions. Kids are cute until they have their own opinions, right? And so when these kids grow up and are exposed to equality and, and, and uh, inclusion and diversity and they get what's going on, these 
children are going to form opinions about their own parents. And if some one, 12 of those kids are gay, what will that, how will that twist the crawler for these? This, that's really interesting to me. You bring up children with what you think is a good idea, a good concept, but they're going to figure it out for themselves. You can set a, 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 any example you want, and they will decide if it makes sense, if it's true for them. And that's a serious problem they should be concerned about. Yeah, and, and parents have to understand that, not always, but a lot of times, if parents go out and are outspoken about something, especially if it tends to be controversial in public, then the first reaction of the kids is usually to defend their parents. Uh, they're not necessarily thinking, you know, are my parents right or wrong? They're thinking, well, they're my parents and they're, they're doing this and I need to support them. Right. And, and, and that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, that, that's, yeah. that's a good thing, but it's also somewhat limiting. As a parent, you have to be able to provide examples for your kids, provide leadership for your kids, and, and you know, try to put them in the direction that you think is the right direction. But at the same time, you know, you, you also need to have them at least be open. Or if, if you're going to close them off, don't close off the other kids around them. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, mm -hmm. you can't put kids in a cocoon. I mean, you can homeschool your kids. You can, you know, keep them around. But they're still going to go out and talk to friends who have different experiences and have sure. different, you sure. know, parents and different, you know. And use their friend's computer. And <laughs> I mean, yeah. hey, come on. Yeah, I, I mean, I think all the time back, thank God the Internet didn't exist when I was a kid. <laughs> I, oh, my God. You'd be up on charges. Yeah, I'd be in so much me. trouble. Uh, you're listening to Kane & Company. Uh, Bill Gavayev is here, and Bill, uh, we love it when he visits, and we're going to talk some more. We've got some other stuff. Hang tight. All righty, you and me on the radio till noontime today. Bill Gavay is here. And... Um, so let me see what else we can chat. You know, I saw an article. I won't drag you into it, but I, I saw this article by this Mike Kirby that writes a column for the for the Chronicle, and he jumped ugly with the teachers of Newton. Why? Like, like only, only one side has any responsibility for for negotiation? Is that the concept? I don't get it. <clears throat> you know, teachers and their ability to strike has always been a sore spot for. A lot of people, and yep, it, it's yep. it's like you know, I mean, factory workers can strike, you know, office workers can strike, uh, but firefighters, mm. police officers, yep. you know, school yep, teachers, yep. Um, you know, it, it you can't fight, you you can't strike, and technically, <clears throat> he's right, they're breaking the law when, when they yep. when they went on strike, sure. they were breaking the law, and are they wrong? By the spirit of the law, yes, they are, and. I know Mike. I like Mike. Mike was my editor for years, yep, and yep. and you know, and I understand his point. And I understand what he's saying, but I've also sat on the negotiating side in, in public, uh, you know, uh, public municipalities. <coughs> Excuse me. And I've I've negotiated contracts with police unions, fire unions, clerical mm -hmm. unions, and all those things. It's a much different arena than the private side. It, there's a public aspect to it. Uh, it, it it's, it's a whole different world. People always say, oh, why can't we run government like a business? Because it's not. Because, you know, in a business, if you want to reduce your workload and stop making, 
you know, cut down your production of fifty yep. percent yep. of widget yep. A, then yep. you just do that, and you it, you can't do that in a municipality. You have obligations, and you have to provide them. And the laws are so much stricter. Uh, there are some laws that favor unions, and you know, and then there are some laws that that don't. Um, well, if, the other thing is in, in these negotiations, regardless. And I was I was in high school in the very first teacher strike, yep. in, in in Rhode Island, in, in in the country. It was the first teacher strike, big one. Uh, and here's the thing: you got a gun to your head. You you know you're breaking the law. You can't do this. We're going to fine you. You're going to be. That's not negotiation. That's 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 threats and intimidation and blackmail. That's what it is. Period. Yeah, if, if you can't exercise the ultimate weapon that you have, then you're pretty you much have handcuffed. Weapons. Yeah. I mean, that part of it gives a huge edge in negotiations to sure. cities sure. and towns and school committees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're like, yeah, well, we know you really want this, and hey, we could negotiate with it, but you know what? You can't go on strike, so it's hey, yeah. we're just we're, we're going to hold yeah. firm. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> eventually— Unions call their bluff. I I realize the little bit of hypocrisy in saying, not a little bit, a bunch of hypocrisy <laughs> in saying, hey, uh, t- teaching kids that they have to follow the law and then their teachers are saying, hey, we're not following the law because this puts money in our pockets mm-hmm. and we're going we're gonna to go out and break it. But you know what? They, they were doing what they were doing in defiance of the law, but they were also paying the fines. They were also saying, hey, we're going to we're going to go ahead and 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 do this and, and plus this country was founded and run greatly on people who decided no no I'm breaking this law it's stupid yeah I mean these these you know so there's a great history of us doing that yeah it was illegal to throw the tea in the harbor it was illegal mm-hmm. to yep. Yep. you know to not ride in the back of the bus it right. was I mean there there were a whole bunch of things that you know you had to bring to yeah. The crisis, and frankly, when you look at the number of strikes, people were. I, I, I read something that said, "Oh, strikes, teacher strikes are starting to get, you know, big in Massachusetts." In the last two years, there's been like four of them or six of them. Yeah. I'm amazed there isn't fifty or sixty, you know, of them because um, in Massachusetts we have this thing called Proposition Two and a Half, which really hasn't been changed in forty years, and it severely limits the amount that cities and towns can raise by taxation. Right. And the only alternative is to have a general override, which just the term override sounds like you're an emergency. Into I mean, it's such a negative, pejorative term that it doesn't happen much. So as the years go by, there's less and less money to give teachers. And everybody thinks all municipal employees are overpaid. You know, uh, oh, yeah, it, sure. Yeah. It's like you're working for the city or the town, so you should work for well, half of well, what you're well, actually worth. Well, that's another thing. You know, that's the, a lot of the angst over that. And uh, that you, you make a very good point. But another one is those people who have never been in a union, never been in collective bargaining, never uh, you know had any position of power even to attempt power. You're here, you're going. You're you you know. Sorry, we're cutting down on columnists now. Goodbye. You know, right? I mean, I, I'd like to give you a litany of the times I've been fired. It was you know was not negotiated. I was gone. You know that's another thing. People get. Jealous. They're a little bit jealous because these people have some way to make raise hell about it too. That's kind of disingenuous. 
Yeah, and 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 look, there there are a lot of benefits that public employees get that private employees you know don't get, especially yes. when it comes to things yes. like pensions and yep. Yep. and other stuff like that. But then there are a lot of things on the private side too that don't always transfer to the to the public side. And and you know, it used to be that when you were a public employee, you were sort of trading maybe a lower general salary for the for the job security. Because public employees back then almost never got laid yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not so much true anymore. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. you know, it, it, it. I remember in my town in Norton when Proposition Two and a Half first came in in the eighties. I was a select. I was a, a selectman, and I had just gotten elected just as Prop Two and a Half came in, and every you had to cut the budget. I mean, it, we had no choice. You had to cut, and that involved laying off policemen and firemen and school teachers. And I had to sit in front of policemen who I knew that they were needed, and I had to vote to cut them because we had no choice. And a lot of them were people that I grew up with, that I knew them, you know, and, and, and they were mad. Sure. And, and I said, sure. what are we going to do? I, I don't like this. We don't have any choice. And, and that's why it's so tough being a, a, a public official, too, and having to make those things. But... You know, I think I'm really surprised there aren't more teacher strikes. Uh, and yeah. it's going to get worse in the next few years because funding is going to be a real issue. And the way we fund education in this state uh, has to be redone. It has to be redone at the state level. That's a real problem. And we're not going to fix it at the local level. It's got to be done at the state. And frankly, our legislature is not willing or able right now to you know to fix that and until they step up and do that every city and town is going to run into these problems so <clears throat> i was not upset by the teacher strike yeah i was not no. outraged yeah, by the teacher no strike. surprise or yeah, yeah. yeah uh one of the things you mentioned while you were talking about this was this budget about why you just can't have lower stuff and the mayor was telling me the other i don't back a few weeks about how you can't just go with the low bid because of how has that worked out now because it's got a, how does that you can't just buy <clears throat> cheaper? Explain. If 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 I own a business and I want to put up a building for my private business, yeah, I go out and I contact you know three builders and I say, give me a price yeah. for doing this. This is what I want done. They come in and they outline the best price, and I go through and I look at the quality of what they're doing and I look at the thing and I look at the price and and I pick one, and I say, okay, go ahead and do it. In Massachusetts, in the state, you want to put up a building you first have to go out to bid. You have to outline all the specs. And usually it costs you quite a bit of money just to go out and have some engineer draw up all the specs that you then have to put out and go through a very strict public bidding process. Right. Now you get all these bids, and there's probably a little bit of difference in between them all, and you have to take the lowest bid unless some of the other bids Contain Inc- things include that, other, yeah, or they include, include other things, yeah, or yeah. if the lower bid didn't meet right. a certain spec. Right. And if you don't, then they can protest that bid, and you can. You know, it's a layer of bureaucracy and a layer of expense that the private sector doesn't have to deal with. Right. And anybody who thinks that all the builders and and you know, like when it comes to building a school, if you think all these build, you know, these people who build schools, which is actually a very small number, they don't get together and say, okay, listen, we got the one in Norton. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll let you go and get the one 
in North Attleboro. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, next time, there's going to be one coming up at Bridgewater. You know, we'll kind of let you. People who, did, you know, I, knew, I realize that's a crime and that's collusion. Yeah. But people who don't think that, you know, that it happens, I, I got yeah. a couple of bridges I'll be glad to sell you. Okay. Uh, so it's, a, it's meant to take corruption out. It's meant to, you know, prevent sweetheart deals and do all this. In essence, it works exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. And the amount of money you have to pay just to go through a bid, just to get the prices, it, it's brutal. And it's like that, not just in buildings, but in supplies. You know, you've got to go out and bid, and now you, you know, it, 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 you don't just pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm buying salt for the highway department. I'd really like to just buy it from you. Can you give me a, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to make three other calls. Right, Can you just right. give me a really good price? You can't do that. It has to be a bid. And they all know it's going to be a bid. And they all know roughly where the other one's going to come in. They're all going to come in the same number. Yeah. And and so a lot of times they'll come in higher at your number than they would to a private person who can actually negotiate with. It's kind of like insurance. Oh, your insurance is going to pay it? Okay. (coughs) So the number for the insurance is much higher than if it were not an insurance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I understand. Happens all the time. But it's amazing to see to see how this is going on. And the average citizen many times has no idea what we're talking about. No, and, and it, you know, it, it comes back to that whole thing. Everybody says, you need to run these cities and towns like a business. You can't. can't. They are not businesses. And they say, oh, we need to get a business person in to, yeah. to run this. And the first thing I tell people all the time is, if you come in as a business person, I'm a business person, I, I run a business, and when you step into municipalities and doing the same thing, the difference between regular finance and municipal finance is when you start into municipal finance, you must throw out all logic and common sense because <laughs> that doesn't really have a place in municipal yeah. finance. It's just governed by the rules that you have to go through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's not the same. You, know, it, it, you, you just can't run a municipality like a business. Mm. The rules are different. And, and, and people go, oh, they just say that. They just don't want to do it. They just yeah, say it's too high. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. No. And plus, you know, in businesses, private businesses, people generally make a lot more money than they do in, you know, in, in the yeah. public sector. Now, you look at people, and there's some town managers around here who make $200,000 or, or stuff like that, and people go, wow, that's a lot of money. Uh, I will tell you, for what these people do, it's not nothing. always so it's much nothing. money. Yeah. You, you, I don't know if you, you're familiar, but watching what went on in Foxborough recently with their town managers and, and the way they went through a hiring practice that was just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And, and they had one town manager come in, worked for five months. They didn't like him, I guess, once he came in. They ended up paying him more money to go away than he had made in the five months <laughs> that, that he actually worked. And then they botched the whole process again and hired the internal candidate, which is what they really wanted all the way along. I, it, it, you know, <laughs> it, it, you wonder why people don't want to get involved in municipal government. You wonder yeah, why we yeah. can't always attract the best people. There are a lot of good people working And why in, government in can't government. get anything done for you, even if you put somebody in there who's, who's got their act together, or you think, we feel they are, uh, and, but the, uh, the system you just explained as an example uh, stops any progress from being made. Yeah, yeah. And, and the lack of uniformity in governmental systems 
to, you know, some places have town meetings where all the major decisions are decided by uh, whoever shows up in a gym on a Monday night right. to, you know, to vote for it. Others have a city council where the councilors and the mayor work together and come up with it. You know, others have town councils. Others have different systems. There's there's no uniformity of 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 government, and the mood can change, you know, so fast. And that's why local government, you know, people taxes go up in the federal government. And everybody complains about it and says, "Oh, this isn't right," but they accept it because they can't really do anything about it. Yeah. When taxes go up on the local level, and I submit all the time, you get a much bigger bang for your buck for the taxes you pay on a local level than you do on the mm-hmm. federal level. Yeah. But when taxes go up even slightly on the local level, people go, this is outrageous. I'm going to go vote against it because they can control that. They can go out and they can call their neighbor who's a selectman or a city councilor or whatever, and they can say, hey, you want to get back on? You make sure this doesn't happen again and, <laughs> and whatever. And, and it means something. And, you know, <clears throat> so it's, it's so much harder. It's so much harder. I remember working on budgets when I was on the finance committee in Norton back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and you'd work for months and months and months and move this around, move that around. You'd work with the town manager. You'd get a, finally a plan that used every conceivable thing. You did the very best job you could. You put it all down, and the whole thing was decided by whoever showed up in a school gymnasium yeah. on a Monday yeah. and a Wednesday night. 95% of them hadn't read it. Didn't know what, no it was. Idea what it was, and, and, and it's whoever got up and made the case to, you know, yeah. sway public opinion, and and that's no way to run a, no. a community. But it's the rules that we have, and it's what you know, it's what you have to do. But mm. it, it, you know, Dave, I wonder when did democracy become a bad thing? Oh my <laughs> God, I don't know. Oh, I can't figure it. We're going to see, well, at least, and, 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 but, the, but the good news is that the Supreme Court ruled that uh, presidents aren't immune from any criminal act. Well, has he ruled, have they ruled that yet? Well, they, they've, they've, they've let the other stand. Yeah. They haven't, so they ha- they've decided not to take it. No. They oh, they did decide not, not taking to take it. it. Oh. And so it's going to stand the. Uh, well, that would be, you know, <clears throat> that'd be wonderful. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? I mean, the the question I mean, that the justice kill you, yeah, yeah. The, the question you. that justice asked in the in the D.C. you know appeals court. So, if the president ordered SEAL Team Six to kill a political rival, he couldn't be prosecuted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the answer was no, not unless he was impeached. Yeah, first he had to be impeached. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, unbelievable. They're, they're, and, and how about here's a guy? How about his career? Does he think about his career? This guy that verbalizes. I I don't know, but he, I I mean. There are lawyers who make those kind of arguments in, in real court. Is, is that the country that we live in now where a president, Republican, Democrat, sure. conservative, liberal, whatever, could order someone killed as president? Sure it is. For political reasons and That's not— That's the one you live in, pal. I, I mean— That's it for you. Wow. That's it. it. It's, it's the just, one you live in. Sorry. Yeah, and, and you know, watching—I I, I watched Joe Biden the other night give his speech after the— very scathing report that came out yeah, about yeah. his thing. <clears throat> and he I thought he was doing okay. Yeah. And then he finished up questions and then he, he started walking off the stage yeah. and they started asking him about Gaza and mm-hmm. thing. And he stopped. And I was literally yelling at the TV. Keep going. Keep going. Keep Just walking. Keep going. Yeah. <clears throat> and he came back and then he made that mistake where he said the president of Egypt's name, but he called it Mexico. Yeah. Right. And and that's all 
anybody's going to remember. Now, forget the fact that Donald Trump thought it was a good idea to inject bleach in people to kill COVID. Oh, yeah. And well, talked about how the airports were shut down during the yeah, Revolutionary yeah, yeah. War. And that he thinks he ran against Obama. But here's the yeah. other thing. Here's the other thing. Uh, this, is, this makes me laugh. I mean, God forgive me. This um, hair guy, he said that, that Biden couldn't remember the day his son died. Yeah. Now, I can tell you nobody forgets that. No. And, and uh, if it's coming up on 21 years next week. Um, but nobody forgets that. But it's just to play a game for a second. He, he called the Me- Mexican president, the Gaza president, blah, blah, blah. Your own mother, if you have siblings, said to you, right, Jimmy, I mean, Maureen, I mean, David, come in here, right? How many, <laughs> how many times has that been done by your own mother or your own grandmother? Yes. I mean, give me a freaking break on something like this. This is ridiculous. If I had a nickel for every time I have called one of my grandchildren by the wrong name initially and, and then had to correct myself, uh, it, it, and look. Plus, 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 this guy is dealing with national, international war, crimes, problems, that, and, and he something slips his mind or he misspeaks. He didn't slip his mind. He misspeaks something. Yeah, and, and look, I have a problem with Joe Biden. I yeah. think Joe Biden is probably too, you know, if I had my druthers, he would be a, a little old. I don't think he's feeble or, you know, anything yeah, like that. Yeah. But I would prefer to be able to vote for a president who was under the age of 80. I, I, I think that that, you know, not being ageist or... Well, wait, let's talk about that a second. Hold on a second. Let's think about that. How old are you? I'll be 68 next month. Okay, so two years. Yep. Oh, oh, seven, no. six. Yeah, I said sixty. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing, I don't care if the guy is old, if they're doing the job. Look at the economy. Look at his ability to negotiate bills. Look at what he did with the southern border bill that he tried to hand over to the Republicans. I don't give a hell if he's doing it on one one foot spitting in the wind. The guy is accomplishing it. For us to start saying, well, you know, he gets to a, you, you can only ride the ride if you're this tall. Come on. No, I know. And, and Joe Biden has done a good job. I mean, he, he, has, he has done it. And frankly, most of the gaffes that Joe Biden makes now he was making when he was 40 and 50. I mean, right. Joe's always been a gaff machine. It, he's it, always it's, done it. I yeah. mean, that that's he's always done it. Exactly. Yeah. And, exactly. And, and and I feel really guilty whenever I say like I just did, you know, I'd rather have somebody under the age of 80 because you're right, you could have a really sharp 90-year-old Absolutely. who is totally on top of their game. Absolutely you um, but by the same token, we have age requirement. We have an age requirement that you have to be 35 or older to be president. And if you have an age requirement on one end, it's not so unexpected or unusual that you'd have an age requirement on the other end. Well, so, we have we have term limits because uh, Roosevelt was doing so great that yeah. they couldn't stand it, and so they stopped term. They they cut the term limits. There you go. I mean, we sometimes shoot ourselves in the foot if we're going to decide that if you hit chronologically a number. And you can still zip your pants after going to the bathroom. I think you should be allowed to continue the job. Look at what he's done. And you're right about the gaffes. It's funny because when uh, my, my son David graduated from, from Emerson, Joe Biden was a speaker. 
that day. And um, and he it was great. I mean, he did a fine job. I'm sure he gaffed it. Who knows? And he's done it all through his career. I wasn't real happy with him with the Anita Hill stuff. I thought that he yep. he got sucked in by Clarence Thomas, and I, I think he was terrible. But he's changed and he's grown in the years that we've had him. He's grown. His VP work was tremendous. Yep. International international work as a VP was tremendous. We got to get that age thing out of our heads. If the person is 45 and he starts talking to a wall, thinking is you know <laughs> that he's going to get a response, now we'll talk. Yeah, I, it, it, it's it's really tough. I, I mean, do I wish there were a couple of 50 year olds running for you know for president? I, I have to admit I do, and I'm ashamed of that. No, you know, I understand. It, it, but it, that's fair. I'm just it, talking about eliminating him because he is of the age. Yeah, I don't, that's fine. You sure you want to have people you think are going to be good. How old was Hitler now when he was in office? I wonder. Let's think about how old he might have been. I, you know, it, 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 it's so funny. I was watching, uh, I think it was Seth Meyers. I was yeah. watching, you know, uh, last night. And, and the, the line he had, he was talking about Tucker Carlson going over and interviewing Vladimir <laughs> Putin. And he said, uh, he said, well, we know the real reason why Tucker Carlson interviewed Vladimir Putin. It's, it's because Hitler's dead. That's right. That's right. Well, you get the you get the gets you can try to get. You know. Yeah. It's. it's I, mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we can look at all of the dictators who are almost much younger. They yep. were much younger, yep. and they were in a better condition to be able to destroy their countries and and ruin the lives of their people. Yep. You know. I mean, we have to do. We have to give credit where credit's due. These young folk, <laughs> they really know how to handle everything. Um. We have about 30 seconds for you to tell me anything else you want to tell me before we go. I just appreciate you uh, (laughs) having me on. And uh, let's hope that North Alabama gets their book situation squared away. We find out what's going on there. We find out what's happening. And let's hope that uh, Joe Biden doesn't get treated any better or any worse than the guy who thought it was okay to put bleach in your arms and thought the airports were closed during the Revolutionary War. Yeah, that's right. He, they, they, they were going to bomb. They didn't even bomb. Uh, during, oh, God help us. Okay, guess what? There it is. Boy, I had a good time today. Uh, lots of people on the air and my, my friend Bill. I'm glad we got a chance to be with each other again. Absolutely. It really, um, it's always fun. And the mayor likes it when you're on. <laughs> so I have to have you on. to stay a good side of the mayor. Command performance. Oh, my heavens. I do, of course, want to thank the mayor for being on this morning. She comes in once a month, and, uh, and she's welcome more times. But she comes in and really lets us know what's happening. Jesse Armel reminding us about how important the Lions organization is to us on so many levels. I hope you'll uh, remember that when you have a chance to make a contribution or be part of uh, their work by just volunteering to help them maybe with a ramp or or a dinner or standing out selling signs. They're doing great work. And Uncle Bill Gavea, of course, he is a column in the Sun Chronicle uh, every single week. you got to check it Mondays now, right? Every single week. And uh, he's got lots to say, and I know that you are somebody who wants to read it and find out. And, of course, the door is always open for good old Uncle Uncle Bill. I'm on my way to, uh, where am I going? Oh, I'm on my way to uh, Madison, Connecticut. And uh, don't forget, March 6th, March 2nd, uh, 3rd, 
<laughs> for Lisa Powers. And in the end, boys and girls, the love that you take from this world is equal to the love you make in the world. God bless you. See you again next Saturday morning. Be the good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Four Deep Sports is next. I know. What can I tell you? <laughs> Ta-ta. Talk to you next week. Bye.